All right, another two weeks have passed, so we are back to talk the latest in music, movies, TV, and sports. And believe me, a lot, a lot, a lot went down. I'm Trey Alessio, the dawn of entertainment, alongside my ride or die homie, Brandon Noggin. What up? What up? You are listening to the Are You Entertained podcast, your ultimate source for entertainment reactions and conversation. We have a lot to get to, so let's get into it. But first, before we get into it, um, the kind of shoot the shit segment, um, any new movies, music, you know, TV, any stories you got to tell. Uh, I, I listened to the Justin Timberlake album. Me too. Big fan. Um, what do you, what'd you think? Just okay? It, it more than it likely was, won't be at the top of your, like yeah, the top 10. It was pretty... I, I won't not. It's not to say it was disappointing, but it was a lot different than the other JT albums. Yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, the mo- other ones are always like real good, feel good vibes. Yeah, it mostly. I, I feel like in the past, it's been like it relies on that one big hit. And filthy kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. It was that. Are you including that or? I, I mean, I, I I liked filthy. It was. It didn't do a lot for me, but I just felt like. JT is this entertainer, and we'll talk more about it at the Super Bowl halftime show mm-hmm. when we get to that. But he's this entertainer, feel good, you know, mm-hmm. you know, similar to Bruno Mars, where like poppy, yeah. you know, upbeat songs, and this one is just felt very mellow, very vibeish. Um, so it, it might be one of those that it takes time to get used to. Yeah, um, hear it a couple different times, and you know, maybe I'll have better impressions of it but first impression it's not that i didn't like it it's just just, okay it was just it was very different to take in that's fair i thought i don't know i i love songs like like young man and i really enjoyed flannel um i i like yeah i liked how he incorporated jessica beale on it like i thought it was very not family oriented but it it felt very personal for him and i I just like that which i think was his goal yeah so in that regard, I think it is different, but I, that's kind of one of the reasons why I enjoyed it. But so, I mean, you could take it either way. Right. So, um, listen to that, uh, celebrity big brother came on. We can kind of talk did about you watch that. that. I did. Not. I did. Um, I, I have very low expectations, partly because it's only three weeks long, yeah. partly because so I did mean, anybody the, go home? no, so someone won HOH. Okay. Oh, we don't have to talk about it later. We can just are talk they about still it now. doing the three days a week. Uh, so this week is like a three-day premiere. So it's uh, it was last night, tonight, and then Friday. I don't know if how they're going to do it like in the coming weeks. So many people are going to go so fast. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't know how they're going to do like within three weeks. Uh, definitely Amarosa, my least favorite person on there. Yeah. She speaks with just like she's so like fake. It sounds she talks like this, and you can just hear yeah. the fakeness in her voice. Didn't like that. Um, my favorite person on there uh, is probably the girl from uh, Nadia from American Pie. She actually won HOH. Spoiler oh. alert. Uh, Metal World Peace. He doesn't know anything about the game, but <laughs> I kind of like him. Um, and then the big time rush dude. Do you remember that show on Nickelodeon? That was like the so. band and yeah. the show. Uh, he There's a dude on there. And he's rubbing people the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the gist of the the premiere. Uh, so that was it was it's it, it's okay. It has yeah. it has some potential. Partly part of me thinks like okay maybe it's good that they're not like a listers because yeah. that makes it just another Big Brother and it's like better that way. 
but on the other hand, it's three weeks and the people are just D-list. I don't know. Yeah. It was just okay. So, um, yeah, Olympics start today, opening ceremonies. Um, so just a shit ton going on. Uh, I, it felt like every day we waited, waited, waited to do the podcast. <laughs> Something else came out yeah. that we have to talk about. Yeah. So we have a lot to get to. First, I want to quickly do my uh, Game of Thrones status report. You can diss. Uh, but, dude, it's fucking – it's getting so intense right now. Oh, my God. I finished season four. Crazy, bro. Trey, Trey's knees are all scraped up from jumping on the bandwagon. No, I, 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 I definitely jumped on the bandwagon far too late. I mean, it, the shit is so fucking yeah, intense. Kind of a, like a, a hippie now. That like a hip hipster <laughs> yeah. hipsters like yeah. Game of Thrones. No, like you you're just catching on to shit way yeah. later than everybody That's, else. Yeah, I can see that. No, but so this is this is where I'm at. Um, I, I, I don't I don't want to like spoil it, but I kind of want to like maybe get you on board. So like, yeah, I don't, that won't I, happen. That so won't happen. Just, so just go for it. Just go for it. So do you know the mountain? Mm-hmm. The mountain goes against this dude. Uh, they call him the Viper. Isn't I the think he's from uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. No, he is. No, oh, yeah, he's he, he's uh, the he leader. Yeah, he's the one. He's the Targaryen the guy. Part. He yeah. dies, but uh, the mountain is basically know, the okay. the jousting guy, yeah, and he's yeah. fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he goes against this dude. So basically, what happens is Joffrey dies. Thank God, he gets poisoned. You epic, mean, epic death. Little Trey. Little Trey, fuck you. No, <laughs> <laughs> I am not that much of a dick. Please don't think that. I hope you don't think that. No, like Joffrey. Joffrey is the biggest doucher I, I have. Oh, fuck He's that part of the kid. Reason why I think I quit watching. Yeah, he. Oh my god, thank, I was so happy when he died. But basically, he was being a dick, and he's like to uh, Tyrion the imp. He's like, go fetch me some wine. Like just being an asshole to him. And so uh, he gets the wine for him, and then he gets poisoned. So it looks like Tyrion poisoned him. Yeah. And so uh, the mom, uh, Cersei, she she's like, "You poisoned my boy!" <laughs> and like they sentence him to death. And then he does his whole thing, like, "I want trial by combat." And then she picks the mountain to go, go against whoever he picks. And um, the Viper, this dude who you don't know because he just introduced you yeah. get introduced in season four. He goes against him. You think he beats him like he's like kicking his ass and shit, and then he the mountain gets up and literally puts his hands in his uh, eye holes, literally crushes his skull, and you can see the whole God, fucking damn. thing. Shit is epic, and then this this whole show shit goes down. Sansa flees because um, Sansa Stark and the imp Tyrion get married. Did, are, did you know I never that? Or that, but I think you told me that. I think I might have said that last podcast. Um, with the help of Littlefinger, um, I don't know the dude's fucking name. Do you know what I'm talking about? He loves the Stark mom. It's like Darnish or Baelish. Baelish. Okay. That guy. Lord Baelish. They call him Littlefinger. He, Sansa flees the country uh, with the help of Littlefinger. Littlefinger kind of schemes uh, against Sansa's Aunt Liza. And, uh, like, they get they get married and really Littlefinger loves Sansa, likes Sansa and pushes Liza. There's like a little mountain hole where they're up in the, in the mountains and he pushes her and shit. Uh, Jon Snow and the Night's Watch goes against the wildlings. Jon Snow fucks this redhead, uh, wildling girl named Ingrid. They end up killing her. Jon Snow is sad. Uh, Khaleesi locks up her dragons because um, it kills one of like the servant guy's uh, kid, I think, or something. 
and uh, Arya went out on her own after Captain Phasma and uh, the Hound fought each other. So shit is just crazy. The writing, the writing is what does it for me. It's it, it's it's so good. Like you would have to think, like as a writer, you'd have to think as if you were in medieval times. You know what I mean? And then the writing is so good, and there's so many storylines. Like, it's just I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Not I'm not a big medieval times fan, but I pre- I appreciate the writing, and that's why I like it. Okay. okay, so moving on, we have a lot to talk about. So that was short and sweet. Let's get right into our draft dogs. Uh, we do this every week. We do a topical draft. Um, this week we're going to do it on Super Bowl MVPs. Um, but first, I'm sorry. I am sorry, but Brandon took another L, and um, the last one was on all-time best picture winners at the Oscars. Uh, we did we did that in light of the Oscar nominations, and so this week I figured it would be funny to do a monologue from the 1948 best picture winner, Hamlet. I don't expect you to do this whole thing, but I will laugh so hard if you do. So I, I have it all for you here. And you can go at it with a British accent. Do whatever you need to do. But you have the floor, my friend. And he takes a breath. And this is a dramatic reading from <laughs> Hamlet. You to should be or not to be. That is the question. Whether tis nobler than the mind to suffer. Are, these, are they supposed to rhyme? No, I don't think okay. so. The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing end them, to die, to sleep, no more, and by a sleep to say we and the heartache and the thousand natural shocks, that flesh is air too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's tough. <laughs> Tis a uh, what? Con- Consummation. Consummation, okay. Devoutly to be wished to die to sleep. To sleep, perchance to dream. Hey, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come. When we have shuffled off the mortal coil, must give us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. That's I have no idea what's going on right now, like, <laughs> comprehension-wise. <laughs> For who would bear the whips and scorns of time? The oppressor's wrong. The prounds man. Contumely? I don't know. I don't know where. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. The pangs of dis- despised love. <laughs> the law's delay. The insolence of office and the spurns. That patient merit of the unworthy takes when he himself might his cutest make sure <laughs> with a bear bodkin who would fartled's bear <laughs> shit's so weird shakespeare <laughs> no traveler returns puzzles the will and makes us rather bear those ills we have than fly to others what we know of thus conscience does make cowards of us all and thus the native hue of resolution is sickly <laughs> or while the pale cast of thought and enterprises of great pith and moment with disregard their currents turn awry and lose the name of action soft you now 
the fair Ophelia, nymph in thy orisons, be all my sins remembered. <laughs> that was a good punishment. I like that. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Uh, very, very lengthy. Very lengthy. Very lengthy. Uh, a lot but of you weird, got through it. A lot of weird words. A lot of or. Like, it's supposed yeah. to be over, and you know, it's or. You know, good shit. That that, that a kid. Uh, that was a good punishment. I'm proud of you. That, Thank you. That was a good one. I try and I try and uh, sneak in some good ones every once in a while. So far, the <clears throat> readings I think have been the best. Yeah, I had to do the Batman. Yeah, that was a good Wolf one. Of Wall Street one. That was yeah. a good one. We'll, we'll we'll think of some funnier ones. Uh, I mean, obviously this is a podcast, so we can't do visually what right. like a, a punishment. So we have to think of something funny. But all right. Uh, yeah, like I said, this week we're going to draft all-time Super Bowl MVPs. I think we decided that we are going to, because obviously, like Tom Brady's won multiple. Some people have won multiple. We're just going to pick like that one person, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, picked, that person's gone. Yeah. All of years. Yep. Um, you know the drill. I will pick first this week. Brandon went first last time. Uh, we'll go in snake order once a player is picked. They're off the table, and afterwards we'll put out a poll to see who you guys think picked the better lineup. The loser will have to endure a grueling punishment next podcast, and we will uh, make it funny, and uh, we will roll with the punches there. Let me let me uh, get my list out here. Um, I printed out all of the Super Bowl MVPs, so we have it here. Okay, let's do this. So... With the first pick, this is tough. Is I, I tough. honestly don't know who tough. I would even pick. I fi- I'm, I feel like I'm going to find myself picking my favorites. And so in that regard, I'm going to pick my boy Ray Ray just because, I mean, it's it's a rarity that a defensive player gets Super Bowl MVP. So I think in that regard, um, it's cool and worthy. Uh, you can argue that, you know, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or someone, but – Ray Lewis, first yeah. pick. And you said my two. I'm going to go Peyton and Tom. Peyton and Tom. Um, yeah, so we're not doing specific years, obviously, but uh, do you have any one specific like, like moment that you think is worthy of um, them? I mean, tough to go against the, the whole 28-3. to three. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, that was just... Do you want Tom Brady to be your first pick or Peyton Manning, or does not matter? I'll, I'll, I'll take Peyton because I'm okay. a Peyton guy. Okay, beautiful. Just so the people – so we don't have any skewed yeah, voting or anything that, because because I, because I have been I have been accused of voter fraud with <laughs> these draft dog segments. So. Just Russian bots, <laughs> that's all. All right, so Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are off. I picked Ray Ray. Uh, this is going to be tough here. I'm pretty sure he won, but I just, I'm trying to find it. I'm picking Joe Montana. Okay. I personally think, besides Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. I, I think that's for sure the top three if I had to rank. If you had to rank. Okay. Um... I might pick this just to piss you off, okay. but I might go Emmett Smith. <laughs> Damn, you had to do that to my puppy. Ooh, yes. I'm sorry, Emmett Ogden. My my bad. All right. Well, you went Joe uh, Montana, so I'm gonna go Jerry Rice. That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
to me, the greatest receiver of all time. Oh, hell yeah. I think if you had to go category-wise, like, he's probably the best. It's hard to say, like, he's the best NFL player, but when you're, like, breaking him in categories, I think he's so much more above any receiver, if that makes any sense. Yeah, to to me anyways. Um, Okay, I feel like it's going to get tough from here. Oh, hell yeah. I'm an Iowa guy, so I'm going to go Kurt Warner. That's I like that pick. Um, that's a that's that's, that's a sleeper pick. Probably a little early. Um, he was um, an unbelievable stat that like I don't know if it was like ten or something, but like the last ten MVPs that have played in the Super Bowl, he was the last one to win. Okay. You know? uh, so that when you win MVP, it's really tough to win the Super Bowl that year, and he was the last one to do it. So for sure. Okay. I want to pick a receiver. Um, let's see here. I think I'm going to go Lynn Swan. Okay. The Steelers. Um, Lynn Swan. Did he catch the immaculate reception or yeah, was that, that Franco? Was Franco? Okay. Lynn had that unbelievable. Or was, that, yeah. was it like he a was the one who made diving the catch over, over the, the shoulder? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, let's see here. So I have Ray Lewis, Joe Montana, Emmett Smith, Lynn Swan. I'm going to go probably another quarterback. I'm going to go John Elway. And you went Elway. I'm going to go another Bronco. I'm going to go Von Miller. Okay. I like that. Defense. He had to get a little defense in there. Absolutely dominated that game. One, considered one of the de- greatest defenses of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's fair to say. Um, this is. It gets hard. It does. <clears throat> I don't personally like this guy at okay. all. Um but I recognize how great he is, and I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Okay. That run they went on when they won the Super Bowl was absolutely ridiculous. Definitely, definitely. Okay, now we're digging deep here, I feel like. <clears throat> My voice cracked a little yeah, bit. A little bit. Um, ooh, do I pick your boy? <laughs> go for it, dog. No, it's okay. I am going to go... Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Joe Namath. Okay. Guarantee. It's kind of the iconic moment with him. He guaranteed they were gonna win, and they won. Um. Now I have to follow it up. What kind of running backs do we have on this list still? Let's see. Let me scroll through this list a little bit here. Um, just because you don't see it very often anymore, I'm going to go Larry Zonka. Okay. That was going to be one of my sleeper picks. Yeah, buddy. He was, of course, the Super Bowl MVP of the only team to go undefeated. And just a fucking beast. He was a beast. He trucked people. Okay. Hmm. Tough. It is getting tough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep riding the quarterbacks. I'm okay. gonna go, Drew Brees. Okay, I like that. You have you have a little bit more of a modern feel on yeah, your team one so of far. The cooler Super Bowls, I think. When the oh, Saints definitely. Won, um, After the flood, going on, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then I'm going to go – you have Elway, so I'm going to take Terrell Davis, TD. Okay. Okay. One of the more underrated running backs. Had a weird career, didn't play very long. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Famer now, um, but damn, what a good football player. Okay. I hate to do this to you. Yeah, go for it. But I feel like I have to. I thought you were going to pick it right there. No. So I think I'm going to go Troy Aikman. I love me some Troy, but. And then I think I'm going to go. Um, I just saw I had him. Where did he go? Mark Allen. Back when the Raiders. Uh... All right. So you have two more picks. I have one more pick. Yep. So I'm going to go with Captain America, Roger Staubach, the other okay. Cowboys quarterback. Hmm, this is tough. This is tough. My last pick. <coughs> boy, oh, boy. It is tough. I'm between... <coughs> Two other quarterbacks. I have a lot of quarterbacks. I, I, my last pick is probably going to be a quarterback if that yeah, I'm steers you anyway. Yeah, I'm, so I'm between Steve Young, okay. the lefty, yep. and Terry Bradshaw. Okay. I've never been a Terry Bradshaw fan. One okay. of the more overrated quarterbacks of all time. Wow. Check his stats. All right, then don't pick him. I, know, I, w- I wasn't going to pick him anyway. I'm going Steve Young. Steve Young. Okay. Get the monkey off my back. There you go. And I'm going to go the first and second Super Bowl MVP, Bart Starr. There you go. All right. So I have Ray Lewis, Joe Montana, Emmett Smith, Lynn Swan, John Elway, Joe Namath, Larry Zonka, Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, and Bart Starr. And I took Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, Kurt Warner, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Terrell Davis, Roger Staubach, Captain America, and Steve Young. Okay. Oh. Honestly, honestly, and I don't know why your mic is so quiet. So that's. Oh, do I need to? Do I need to speak up? I, I'm not saying you do. You're speaking fine with me. It's just they might when we put it out there. Hopefully, it's not that bad. Um, anyway, I, I think that th- these teams are very even so i, I would, I, would so. I would be you went more throwback to my modern yeah i agree with that but of course quarterback heavy but that's because yeah, i mean Super it's a quarterback MVP, driven leave yeah our quarterback heavy um i, I wouldn't I mean, be surprised either way who yeah, wins so I, I don't think there's a bad name on the list either yeah. way um so there we go is what it is Let it the is fans decide. it is what it is and the reason we are picking Super Bowl MVPs, of course, is because of Super Bowl 52. Um, Yeah, that just happened this past Sunday. We watched it together. We have a lot to say about it. Uh, Right now, it's not really timely, I guess. It's been a few days, but uh, we have to break it down. We have a lot to say. So uh, we'll kind of start chronologically. Obviously, you know the score by now if you're listening to this podcast. if you don't know the score, you're living yeah, under a goddamn rock. rock. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles just edged out the New England Patriots, 41 to 33. A high-scoring ball game. I thought it was a very fun Super Bowl. Oh, it was a blast. It was really fun. Um, either way, I mean, it, obviously, if you're a Patriots fan, you probably are a little butthurt. But it was just a fun game. Either way, the outcome 
It was a good game. So, uh, first of all, the first thing I have to say, chronologically, the Eagles came out to Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares. Meek Mill, in my opinion, got wrongly sent in jail. If you know that whole story, it's a little fucked up, honestly. Um, so, Philly is kind of backing him, and it just showed kind of a it was kind of a cool moment with like sports and music combined um they came out to dreams and nightmares they got the ball drove down the field and scored pretty easily kind of showed they weren't scared of the big bad patriots um so i thought that really kicked things off and that that was one thing i'll say about that was it was the difference between the two teams were stark when they came out. Yeah. The Eagles came out just, I mean, going nuts. They were having fun. They were flying around, dancing. And then the Patriots come out, and they, they were very serious, very businesslike, very mm-hmm. Belichick. Um, and you could just see right there the two differences between the teams. And I thought that was, you know, very apparent just oh, when yeah. they came out. Totally agree. Um yeah, and you would think it'd be the opposite, honestly. Right. Like the Patriots have been there; they're honestly the dynasty of the of the two thousands. You know, they, right. I won't say like they've done it back to back to back to back, but they've taken some years off. But consistently, they have been one of the better teams of this century. They're, they're on a span that I don't know if we'll ever see. Yeah, duplicate. It's insane. Right. It's insane. So you would think that the Patriots would come out and fucking kill it, but it honestly looked like the backup quarterback Nick Foles and the Eagles were just unfazed like they look super good early on it kind of seemed like brady was throwing ducks we both said that when we were watching absolutely while nick Foles looked like he was throwing he was throwing sharpshooters like he was putting it in windows that were super tight um very impressed with his play uh the the patriots very apparent halftime adjustment was get the ball to gronk and it started to work Brady sling the ball to Gronk, and the Patriots just seemed to drive down the field pretty easily and made it a good game after halftime. Uh, the Eagles just never went away, though. The Patriots took the lead, but the Eagles just kept answering. Philadelphia took the lead late in the fourth quarter with a controversial call. Uh, no overturn on the touchdown compared to the Steelers' overturn against the Patriots earlier, so it's kind of like a contradiction a little bit. Um, I personally thought it was a catch. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're gonna, they're definitely gonna address this rule in the next season. I think. Um, Got to. Yeah. I mean, because obviously it was there was uh, some. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. It, it was it was different. One time it was one way, the other time it was the other way. Right. Um, discrepancies. That's that's what I, the word I was looking for. So I, I personally thought it was a catch, and right. I'm glad they didn't overturn this one. Obviously, if you're a Patriots fan, you're probably a little pissed. Um, and I get that. I mean, it was controversial. It basically decided the fucking game. Sort of. Sort of. I will say, I'll say this. One, it was a catch. He took like two or three steps. Yeah. Ball broke the plane. To me, and even back to the Steelers one with James, when he caught it, it once the ball breaks the plane, technically it should be dead. You know, when they reach the ball across, mm-hmm. they call it a touchdown. Yeah. But for some reason, you're not a runner. The ball. So I, to me, the rule was enforced correctly. The one that, if I was a Patriots fan, that I would be upset about was the touchdown to Corey Clement um, when it looked like maybe he got two feet in and oh, then yeah, he like yeah, bobbled yeah. it, and then yeah. the left foot didn't get uh-huh. down. That one to me felt a little bit more like a controversial call than okay. the other one. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, so obviously this was a touchdown, and then Tom Brady had a chance to make his sixth fourth quarter Super Bowl comeback, but he fumbled, and that pretty much sealed the game. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I think crazy. everybody, if you would have – the betting favorites, I feel like, when Brady got the ball back with that much time, I think everybody was like, yeah, this is another Patriots yeah. Super Bowl. I, I, I totally I, thought it. I, I think I said that out loud. I was yeah. texting people like, it's a wrap. Yeah. Brady's not losing this game with this much time. And for all the talk about the Eagles' defense before the game and how good they were, mm-hmm. and they just were getting manhandled, it looked like, the whole game, um, you know, they finally made the one play that really made the difference in the game. Uh, it, w- it was crazy to see. Um, just to see Brady sitting on the field and, you know, yeah. just dejected because he knew it was over. I mean, it, it was a remarkable sequence of events that Definitely. I did not see coming at all. Definitely. I mean, I think what sums up this Super Bowl was it was the year of the underdog. Uh, the Eagles were underdogs in literally every playoff game that they yep. played. Uh, they had the whole thing with the, the dog mask. I thought that was cool. And then um, the backup quarterback, I mean, he comes in. We were laughing at the end when the owner basically said, our franchise quarterback <laughs> went down as he's handing the MVP and yeah. the uh, Lombardi trophy to his backup quarterback, Nick Foles. Um, it, it, I, I just, it just felt like the underdog. That was the story. Yeah. And, and I'll be the first to admit how wrong I was. I picked against the Eagles every playoff game, too. So yeah. uh, they proved me wrong. Uh, it was a m- remarkable run. Um, and it's honestly scary to think about what they could do you yeah. know, the next few years because they got damn near everybody back, plus um, most likely a healthy, a healthy Car- Carson Wentz. Yeah. So, I mean, man, this team could be really something. Who, it, when he was healthy, people were talking like he was going to win the He's, MVP. Yeah, he, I think he was the clear-cut favorite to win the MVP yeah. before he went Before down. he went down, yeah. So just crazy to think what could happen. Um, all right, let's kind of get into some, some points here, some questions. Um we kind of talked about this, but did, uh, the whole time, did did you have it in the back of your mind like, oh, the Patriots are going to win? See, for me, I was you, you said it a little bit, but I totally agree. Like when Tom Brady got the ball back, I I said to myself like, all right, last year they came back twenty eight to three. There's no fucking way he's not coming back here. Right. You know what I mean? We've so, seen there's not been a team better in the last two minutes of either half, first or second half, at going down and scoring and making it look really easy. Um, And the Patriots did something different than they usually do. And usually what they do is they start that last two minutes with like a quick pass, Mm -hmm. get 12 yards, another quick pass, get seven, and they just slowly move the ball down the field. They did start to do that, but then they went away from it. But but, but, – they, so they had one play where like they took a shot, didn't work, and then he gets strip sacked, and then okay. like we'll fast M- forward. Maybe it was the drive before fast that. Forward I'm to, about. Yeah, yeah, and then fast forward to the last drive when they got the ball back on like the ten yard line. Yeah, they kept trying to go deep to the sideline, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they finally started just dumping it off to Gronk and getting fifteen yards, getting out of bounds, and that's when they started moving the ball. Mm-hmm. But they waited so late to do that that it didn't matter at the end of it. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting to see the Patriots go away from something that has worked for them for so long. Yeah, I thought sure. I thought that was interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. So, is there any like turning point that you point to and you're like, all right, this was kind of the momentum shifter? Um, what what do you think here? I, I mean, really, hard to go against the strip sack. Just I mean, yeah. that was kind of which the it was late, but right. yeah, totally. I mean, that, that was that the defining it. play of the game. Yeah. Um, but what really kind of sold it for me that this was really going to be you know 
a game mm-hmm. was right at the end of the first half. They have a chance to kick a field goal, and instead they're like, no, screw that. They yeah. run the trick play oh, and totally. throw the touchdown to Nick Foles. I think that just showed because I, I think more so than anything, coaches just get so scared to mess up in mm-hmm. big games that they don't take chances or they take dumb chances. Yeah. And that was the perfect time for that play call, and they called it exactly how they should have done it, and it worked. Um, and that just showed the Eagles weren't scared. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a shit about the Patriots. Yeah. They were going to play their game. They were going to have fun, and they were going to fucking compete. And yeah. And showed it, he had some big, it, nice fucking he did, balls. He did. And, yeah. and it made a big difference. I mean, yeah. if they kick a field goal there, then, you know, four less points and anything could have yeah. happened then. Really, it was a super weird score. I mean, a lot of uh, missed extra points a lot of missed field goals yeah it was an ugly game for the kickers yeah ugly, not good for the brand pat mcafee style <laughs> yeah so um all right next thing here what do we got um all right here's an interesting question did the eagles win this game or do you think the patriots lost it? i would say or do the, you hate that question no i mean there's always a little bit of both so yeah. it's never definitive but to me i would say the eagles won it more than the patriots lost it i agree they took the chances they did the right things um they put themselves in that position to win that game and ultimately did end it and win the game so uh to me i would say that that the eagles won it more than the patriots lost it yeah it just and felt it was just such a clean played game that yeah. it felt like whoever was going to make that was one the big definitive play was, winner right yeah it just felt like for me i mean obviously it was a good game the patriots came back but from from play one, it felt like the Eagles were just kind of destined to win. It, it, so, it did kind of feel that way. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, uh, let's talk a little bit about Malcolm Butler. So, yeah. at the beginning of the game, we see him crying on the sideline beca- uh, during the national anthem. And then we come to find out that he didn't play a single snap on defense. Um, we we never really found out what happened. Uh, it later came out that he broke like some small Curfew. team rules. I heard that I heard a story like he went to a Rick Ross concert, came back, had weed on him. Uh, so there was that. We were we were like speculating the whole game. Like mm-hmm. I think I said like oh, maybe like a family member died and uh, Belichick didn't think he was emotionally stable for it. So, but the weird part is he played on special teams. So yeah. what's the threshold like? Okay, you you can play on special teams, but right. we're losing. And you don't deserve to go in. Like it was just kind of weird. Like if you're not going to play, kind of hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. Like don't play him at all. I and just thought that was kind of an yeah. interesting decision. And they play him on special teams, right. but not defense. And let's just say he denied all of that. The Rick Ross, yeah. the weed. He denied did you hear all about that, that stuff? Though? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. He he denied all that. Um, and when they asked, they asked uh, Patricia and they asked Belichick, and they both kind of said it just schematically it wasn't a good fit for him, and like gave this BS answer that. Really didn't make a ton of sense. Um, he played in every game. He played like ninety eight percent of yeah. their snaps. Like, and he's a good player. He, yeah, he's he's. I mean, damn near one of their best defenders. Yeah. and they could have used him. And you know what? That's one of those things. The you know the margin for error and margin Did, for for losing is so small yeah. that if he tips one pass, who knows? And didn't he? Basically, he, the, the he had the interception. Year. Yeah, on the, to that, seal it. That was or was that Seahawks? That was the Seahawks. Oh, okay, so sorry. That was what like 2013, 14, 15, something like that. Okay. Um, so I mean, he's been there before. He, he's made huge plays in the Super Bowl. Uh, very weird. And, and I feel like more is going to come out. Yeah, um, probably. But but something's just off. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, Belichick keeps a tight ship. Right. He uh, does. Which obviously. 
is exemplified, especially with this game. It's the fucking Super Bowl. Right. And he didn't let up and kept him out. So. And another weird thing about it was they didn't tell him or the other corner who was going to start till right before the game. Oh, really? So that, to me, screams like something weird happened because yeah. – you don't say schematically he wasn't a good fit if he practiced all week with yeah. the ones. He probably he probably talked shit right before the game to Belichick. Yeah, something, something something had to he happen. He must have blown up. That's the only thing I can think of, but who knows. All right, uh, let's talk a little Tom Brady. Do you think Tom Brady showed his age during this game, and what do you think the future looks like? I mean, he's won so many Super Bowls. Is it five? Five, yeah. I mean, what else does he have to prove? Obviously, five he lost three, this one. Yeah. He probably doesn't want to go out with an L, but what the hell does he have left to prove? Right. It would have been interesting to see what his decision would have been if he leads a last-minute drive and wins Yeah, and goes to 6-2. and two, Rides off in the sunset. Right, and see if that's the end for him. Uh, I don't know. It, it It's one of those things. I think he's just one of those guys that's like a, such a competitor that mm-hmm. I don't know if he would be willing to walk away from football when he knows he's still playing. I mean, he just won the MVP. Yeah, I mean, he's the playing dude, at a high level. The dude Frenches his son. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, I'm not going to say he showed his age. He didn't look right in the first half. He yeah. was throwing ducks. He was missing guys. So he didn't look right. But I don't know if I blame that on age. No, I know. I, mean, I you yeah, know. Yeah, so I agree. I, I think he still has maybe three years, three really yeah, which is hard high to level think years, about, man. Like. Really. It really is, um, and I mean, in that system, they're they're gonna do it right. Yeah. I mean, they're not. He's not gonna look like Peyton Manning. Yeah, like Peyton Manning's last year. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting question. Um, I mean, is retirement even in the conversation? Like, I, I would think it's got to be starting to creep up soon. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't think he'll retire this year. The but interesting. I could see, you know, maybe next year being his last year. Yeah. The caveat here is they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. Right. We can throw this in here because I it happened after I made the docs. Jimmy Garoppolo just signed an, a massive deal yeah. to make him the highest played p- player in the NFL. Um, he went undefeated yeah. as a starter on the 49ers. There was some talk a while ago that um, Brady and Robert Kraft and Belichick were button heads possibly because of this. Like They maybe wanted it to be the same situation where Tom Brady – took over for um, Bledsoe. Bledsoe and Garoppolo, the same with Brady. So maybe that was a, a thing. They Everyone denied it, but uh, they don't have Garoppolo to fall back on when he leaves. Right. So, I mean, do let, let's just say that Tom Brady retires, hypothetically. Do they go from dynasty to dog shit, or do you think they'll still be okay? Or no, what? they'll still be competitive. Uh that just it's it's all about the system in New England and Brady makes it work better yeah. than you know most would obviously but Belichick's just so he's just a better coach than everybody else Let, so let's say let's say Brady and Belichick go and we'll talk about McDaniel's later right. but Brady and Belichick go do they do they struggle they struggle I think yeah, yeah I mean because you just lost your DC yeah. your Patricia Belichick that would kind be of crazy a, to see right so I, I mean. That's the interesting question, right? Is it system? Is it quarterback? You know, what is it? Um, and the weird thing is we might find out sooner yeah. than later because both might – or we might not ever find out. They might both be gone, and then we'll never truly know was it system or quarterback. So, uh, you're, you so know you're what saying I mean? like so, them go at the same time. Right. Do you foresee that happening? No. If I, one goes, the other goes? I, th- I think Bill goes first. Really? I think so. I think wow. Bill, I think Bill's about done. I, I, I think, well – 
I think if Do he you want to talk about McDaniel's yeah, right we now, will. I, I think if Bill would have won, I think Bill would have retired. Okay. I honestly think that. Um, yeah, so McDaniel's obviously it was announced he was going to be the head coach of the Did Colts. Did you see the, the Colts, like, social media rollout? Yeah. Like, they had, like, a like, they were tweeting about him. They had shit. They had a press conference. They had a press conference ready for him, and, and it was he, announced that he, he had hired allegedly had hired you know some, some coaches yeah. and stuff. Uh, and everybody thought he was going to go there, and then last minute he decides, nope, I'm going to stay in New England. And wasn't it reported that Belichick kind of flipped him? Him and then Robert Kraft. They said Kraft threw in some you know stuff in his contract oh, to make really? him stay. I think they gave him a little more money. Okay. Um, to me, this screams that they told him. Bill's going to be done after yes. next year. You're going to take over as the that's, head coach. That's literally the only thing I can think that, of. Why the hell would you stay? Right. Uh, and it's not like you're going to the Browns. You're going to the Colts. I yeah. mean, their roster's not great, I but mean, they, they do Andrew have Andrew Luck. Luck. Um, and I know he's got health concerns and his shoulder might not be the same. But, yeah. man, if you, if you want to be a head coach, you take that job. I mean, that was one of the better jobs out there. Um, so it's definitely interesting, and, and I think we'll find out more, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, in the next coming weeks because this is all pretty new. But yeah, to me, this screams that McDaniel's is going to be he, the head coach him. in waiting. They have to be grooming, and that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, yeah. So wrapping up the Super Bowl here, um, let's let's keep moving on here. So what do you think the future looks like? Let's, let's switch teams a little bit for uh, Nick Foles. The Eagles owner straight up said our franchise quarterback went down as he was handing Foles the Lombardi and MVP trophy. So, I mean, do you think do you do they have to trade him? Right. What? Cuz obviously he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's not he doesn't want to be a fucking backup, right. am I right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's got I think 1 year left on his contract. Okay. So, he's under contract. So, it's one of two things. Either they keep him for a little bit because maybe Carson Wentz won't be healthy at the very yeah. beginning of the year. That is kind of risky cuz then his his value will diminish. There's a lot of teams that need a quarterback, and there's not many Super Bowl MVPs, you know, just kind of out there mm-hmm. to go get. I mean, he's going to get paid. Right. So I could see, like, a Cleveland Browns or <sighs> – That sucks for um, me. Although, although, hot take. They have the one and five pick. Four. They, one and four. One and four pick. Okay, excuse me. Hell, are they, they on the way to, like, the new Jaguars? Like, they, they, they have might to be, be right? They've been stockpiling quite a bit of exactly. talent. They have young talent, so yeah. who knows? I, I think the Browns are going to be a lot better than people think next year. Anyway, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think they have to trade him. His value is just going to be too high to keep him. Yeah. Um, there's no sense if you – if I mean, Carson Wentz is your guy. No doubt about it. It's not like you're going to say, oh, well, trade Carson Wentz and keep Nick Foles. You're not going to do that. Uh-huh. So I think I think they have to trade him, get, get a good pick for him or something. Um, but yeah, I mean I, that to me is the only one that really makes sense. I, I think you're right. I mean, you can't you can't have a high paid fucking backup. It's right. just, it would just not make sense. So, all right. Um, let's. So you, we kind of talked about this. The end of the dynasty. Um, I think the Patriots dynasty. As long as they have Tom Brady and Belichick, it's not going to be the end. Yeah, of the it's dynasty. not. It's not going anywhere. There, they'll be. Damn near right back there yeah, next year. I think so you know, too. So I mean, they'll probably have to grab some pieces like they always do. Right. They always draft somebody who you would never think, but then he fits into the system and it just works. Belichick and Brady. That's that. It, it's one of the constants. Exactly. In the NFL, it's like it's like Alabama and college football. Yep. Yep. All right. Um. Let's get into some kind of fun stuff. The commercials and the halftime performance. Uh, what do you think of the commercials? I personally thought they were. 
subpar to very average. I mean, we, yeah. we had a few that we were like, oh, those were good. Yeah. But overall, I thought just kind of average. In they my, went in my back opinion. to being trying to go funny. Yes. I thought the last couple of years we've seen more deep messages, yeah. uh, kind of political. Mm-hmm. Um, this year they went a lot for the humor. Some were great. Some were not. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I could like point out a favorite. Yeah. Like I well, like the Danny DeVito Eminem. The De- Danny DeVito as Eminem was hilarious. Uh, to me, the best one was Eli and Odell Beckham. You're right. Doing yep. dirty dancing, which was weird. Was that for, it was for the NFL? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. That was interesting. And so that one to me stole the show. That was good. Uh, I forgot about that one. The Doritos and Mountain Dew one yeah. with uh, uh, Peter Dinklage yeah, and the, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yep. I thought that was pretty good. That, that was that was creative. The, what was up with the tide? Po- the tide ads. I did not understand the so tide. So weird. And so basically, they they had like six commercials, and they stole off of other commercials. Right. And looked at the camera and said, "It's a tie dad." Yeah, it, funniest fucking thing though. Not even on on the commercial. Oh yeah. You looked at me and said, "Look at this meme," and it said, "All these tie ads are making me hungry <laughs> <laughs> because of the Tide Pod epidemic going yeah. on." And that one, and then the the meme, the of Michael Jackson, Michael one. Jackson eating the popcorn, but they were but Tide, the tide pods. pods. That was oh, funny. fucked up. That's yeah, funny those were good ones. Um, I'm trying to even think. Yeah, there's not any like. That a lot really of people, stood out. A lot of people really liked the Australia one that was supposed to be like a movie. But oh, yeah. I commercial forgot about that. Yeah. With uh, uh, Danny McBride yeah. and one of the Hemsworth I forgot brothers. about that one. That one was okay, but a lot of a lot of people really liked that one. One one that people did not like and like are calling it out heavy was the Diet Pepsi one. They thought it was culture appropriating to put a white girl in kind of a hip hop vibe and like just exploiting her. I don't know. I saw a, I saw a lot of hate an, about an, that. Ad. Another one that got a lot of hate was the one that was at Dodge where they had MLK. Oh yeah, the MLK one. That one. Got I didn't a lot really. Of hate. What what? I mean, I don't want to be a dick here, but what was wrong with that? I didn't really find it a offensive. Lot, well, so th- apparently, there's a speech going around about MLK talking about just like capitalism and commerce in general. Okay. And I don't know. Did they use that? No, they used like a different one, and like basically exploiting MLK for a car commercial is kind of weird. But which I, I mean, I get that. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, what was oh the other one that I loved was I think it was Dodge Ram. The, oh, the Vikings, the Vikings going to the yeah. Super Bowl. And <laughs> that one was pretty good. They like Googled so or whatever, right? They Googled like. Super Bowl teams and they saw the Eagles and they turned around. <laughs> that shit was funny. That was a I good bet one. Vikings fans butter. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> so that one was funny. But yeah, I mean, overall, just okay. Yeah, Super Bowl commercials are one of those things where they're o- way overhyped hmm. um, and they usually fail to deliver. So. But you're always looking but, out for but we got Honestly. But we got also we got the solo. Yes. Preview. Honestly, what solo show in my mind were the trailers. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about them in detail in our movie segment. But uh yeah, let's uh so halftime performance. Justin Timberlake. A lot of hate on this uh on social it, media. It's either hate or love. Yeah. It's I very, personally liked it a lot. I, I did too. Uh it was very it was entertainment. It wasn't a concert. Yeah. Um, I think he relied on people knowing the songs. Obviously, which, he played a medley, <laughs> a medley of fucking hits. Yeah. The man has a shit ton of hits. But it just it, it seemed like he wasn't really singing. Yeah, like he, he was doing really more sing, dancing yeah. and relying on the music playing, which is okay. I mean, the dancing, the visuals, the, the tribute to Prince, I thought it was all cool. Yeah, like, no, I, I, I thought it was a good performance. I agree. I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, 
you kind of forget how many hits JT has. Yeah, a lot. Uh, and he just kept going and going yeah. and going, hit after hit after hit. This has been he, the first Super Bowl where there's no cam, like a surprise. Right. Besides, you know, hologram Prince. Which, which it wasn't even a damn hologram. The, the, I was butthurt at yeah, that a little the, bit. The Prince thing that was cool is when they went away from the stadium and had his oh, yeah. logo and that purple. was awesome. That was really cool. Um, it started kind of weird Ray. when he was like in a little like I don't know what it was like how he started. Oh yeah, it, it seemed like it was in stage. a conf- like yeah yeah yeah. Then he like came out. Yeah. That part was kind of weird. Yeah. And then everybody got those memes of the little kid oh, on fuck. his phone. Those were funny. Who is Justin Timberlake? Yeah, those <laughs> those were funny. That was awesome. Uh, so the caveat with the Prince thing, uh, apparently, and you Google? Did you Google yeah, it? Yeah, Google. So it. apparently, like. Justin Timberlake and Prince. I don't know if I'd had say like they a had mini beef. beef yeah. yeah, but I didn't. Prince, I didn't know anything about yeah, that. Prince apparently like said "sexy back" sucked and like a bunch of shit about that. And then like I guess Justin Timberlake made a short joke when he accepted an award for Prince. Like, oh really? When Prince wasn't there at the Grammys. So or some something. people were pissed that yeah he saying that like he didn't like JT. So yeah. like so was, why are you yeah. giving him a you have to do it because Prince is from right. Minnesota. Right. I was. I wish there would have been a hologram. I think that would have. It would have been cool. To it would have been it. interesting. Yeah. Um. It would have been the first one since like Tupac at Coachella. Yeah. But uh, that was the rumor going around, and I was telling people before it made me look like a damn idiot. So <laughs> it was just kind of a projected thing. Yeah. So either way, pretty cool. Um. Yeah. Let's let's move on. So we talked about Josh McDaniels. Uh, Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator for the Patriots, he signed on to be the new head coach for the Detroit Lions. Do you think that will be a good fit? I do. I think he's going to bring some of that. He, he's been around Belichick for a long time. He's going to bring that kind of system yeah. to Detroit. And that's a team that, I mean, probably one of the, the worst franchises in sports. I mean, as far as success, they've had none. Um, so I, I, I think that's a good hire. I think that's a good fit. He's got a good quarterback there. Um, I like. I just like him. Right. I think he's going to be me good. too. And he's keeping their OC, mm-hmm. um, Jim Bob Cooter. So um, I, I think it'll work out. I, I think they'll be fine. Now yeah. he did go to a very tough division. You have the Vikings. You have the Packers. Yep. The Bears kind of suck, but they're kind of on the up and up a little bit. So uh, tough division, but I, I think he can have success there. Okay. All right. Uh, we don't really have to break this down fully, but let's just say it. Uh, the 2018 Pro Football Hall of Fame class um, includes Randy Moss, Ray Lewis, Brian Erlacher, Brian Dawkins, Terrell Owens, Jerry Kramer, Robert Brazil, and Bobby Bethard. Wow, what do you think of this class? Did that's, anybody get snubbed? Or No, that's what? a very good class. Um, I saw kind of a hot take the other day, and I actually kind of agree with it. I don't know if Erlacher should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Hmm. I think he's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Okay. So don't get me wrong. Hmm. But I don't know if he's a first ballot. Okay. So what, like, next year would have been better next for Next year I feel like he could have made it. Okay. All uh, right. Uh, you know, that, that's, I think that's, definitive that's, Ray Lewis and Randy Moss, for sure. Yeah. Brian Dawkins, and I guess if you want to argue Erlacher, I think you can argue. Terrell I think Owens, Hall of Famers, yeah, no doubt. Just not first ballot. Yeah. Okay. Um, Terrell Owens, this was a last year he was eligible, right? Yeah. And he was pissed about not making yeah. it. He made it this year. Um, is Ocho Cinco eligible? Um, next year, maybe. Next year. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the list for next year. Is it yeah, a good one? I can't remember. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, any other comments? Didn't you say uh, Bethard is... Bobby Bethard is, I believe, the grandpa, oh, grandpa. of CJ. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit of NBA. I won't lie to you. I'm not the biggest NBA guy, but when it comes to trades and crazy shit um i'm here for it uh, i really only I, I only watch nba when it comes to the playoffs but uh today was pretty crazy the trade deadline cleveland traded isaiah thomas channing fry and Dwayne wade away uh isaiah thomas and channing fry to the lakers Dwayne wade to the heat really were there any other big trades well, the, the Cavs made like two other trades the Cavs traded like they over half of their yeah, team, which is insane. Yeah, it's nuts. They so, I mean, complete is this a stupid overhaul. question? But is LeBron like next, or is he no. out after the year? I well, mean, so what? I mean, he has an option to opt out, which I'm sure he will, um, and become a free agent. So what they did? So this is to me what the Cavs did. One, they were old and slow, and they were terrible at defense. So what they did, they traded all of their old and slow guys, and then their really short guy, and got younger and more athletic. That will help them defensively because they're awful, awful, awful on defense. Yeah. So they've now been they've playing got like dog defense. shit. Right. They still have like a top two or three pick in next year's draft, which they didn't trade that pick. So what that means is if LeBron leaves, now you have a younger athletic team and a top three pick where you can kind of build even if LeBron does leave. For the future. Right. So in the short term, you're still younger, you're still more athletic, and you still have LeBron, so you're still going to contend. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, you're probably a little bit better off than with Isaiah Thomas and Channing Fry and Jamison Crowder. And so Dwayne you think Wade. they they won with today? I think so. Okay. I, just because with what they were doing, it, it wasn't working. It wasn't going to – they weren't going to even probably beat the Celtics in a series. So – I think this at least helps them beat the Celtics and keeps them somewhat competitive with the Warriors. I don't know if it's enough for them to win another title, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. It depends on how they gel because, I mean, <laughs> it's a whole new roster basically. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Okay. All right. Um, and then this kind of this rumor went on. He shot it down, but I kind of want to briefly talk about it. Uh, ESPN's Chris Haynes reported that LeBron James – would listen to the Warriors this offseason if they could create a max salary slot. He shot this down. He said, I'm focused on this team and this team only, um, like LeBron does and as you would expect. But do you foresee this actually happening? I foresee him taking a meeting. I don't foresee him going there. I think if he goes there, he knows the backlash he would get. Um he knows how awful it would look. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'd be chasing rings, quote unquote, and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, but think about it: LeBron, KD, and Steph. Granted, they would probably have to get rid of probably everyone else. Yeah, but those three—does that make up the greatest NBA team of all time? It'd I feel be, like you have to it'd be say, tough, yeah, it'd be yeah. tough to find another team with yeah. three guys like that. It'd be insane. Um, yeah, that would be just remarkable. Do you th- are you one of those guys who like? I like super teams. I like the competitiveness. Or are you? Do you think that would be like bad for basketball? So I think if he went there, that would be bad for basketball. Um, I, I'm not opposed to the super team if it's kind of like it is now, where they're spread out yeah. at least some to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all of that talent on one team yeah. is too much. Yeah, I'm it would. I'm not really a big NBA guy anyway, so yeah. that would kind of I don't know. Part of me would be like, damn, like, what if they fucking go undefeated? But, like, yeah. th- which that would be kind of cool just to see, like, a moment in history. But I don't know. 
Kind of weird. Uh, let me just say, he's not going to go to the Warriors. Okay. I, More I, than likely the I Lakers? Would, Isn't uh, that the other big rumor? The Lakers have a lot of cap space. They can probably sign two max guys, so a lot of people think that him and Paul George might go to the Lakers together. I personally think if he's not staying in Cleveland, I think he's going to San Antonio. Hmm. That would be my That'd be guess. weird to see him in a Spurs jersey. He loves Popovich. Really? Still got Kawhi. Um I could see him being a Spurs. See, I thought I saw something. I saw some like, I think Bleacher Report tweeted. You know how they tweet out like, right. like uh, rumors and shit, and they put them in jerseys. I saw Kawhi somewhere. I want to say it was the Warriors, but I can't remember. Yeah, Kawhi ain't going nowhere. Okay, okay. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then another kind of crazy thing. This happened a few days ago, but Blake Griffin was traded to the Pistons. What the hell happened here? I mean, yeah, this was the, feel bad for the guy. Yeah, you do. He just signed like a five-year max contract. They like sold him. Like he walked in and they had his name in the banners, mm-hmm. like in the rafters, like saying you're gonna be a Hall of Famer and all this shit. And then they just trade him. Honestly, that that's why like I don't get mad at people who like if Blake Griffin were to have left the Clippers, I it's hard to be mad at him. Mm-hmm. Go where you're, it's best for you, not what's best for the team because the teams can then just do something like this and screw Blake Griffin. Now he has to live in fucking Detroit as mm-hmm. opposed to LA. So yeah, uh, it, it's tough. Uh, I mean, it'll make the Pistons a little better there. It's still, I mean, maybe they'll make the playoffs in the East, but they're nothing to be take seriously. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That was the sports segment. Pretty long, but we had to break down. Yeah. Super there's Bowl. a lot that happened. A lot, lot that happened. A lot happened in movies too. So uh, it's, it's, it, it's going to be a long podcast. Stick with us. We have a lot to say. Uh, so movies and TV. The creator. This is, this is I think, is the biggest news right now. Um, we'll talk some trailers um, from the Super Bowl and some a couple other new ones. Um, but the creators of Game of Thrones, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, will write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. These will be separate from the Skywalker episodic saga and the recently announced Ryan Johnson trilogy. Um, crazy, crazy news. I, I, th- I think it'll be awesome. Um, even if you don't like Game of Thrones, which I know you don't, uh, you have to appreciate their writing. And I think th- like the world building in Game of Thrones, that m- meshes... Pr- obviously, they're two different time periods in one space and one's medieval times. But the world building that they create within their show and now movies, I think it meshes perfectly with a Star Wars franchise. Um, so I'm excited about this. I think they're going to do big things. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Another thing, Disney CEO, this is just kind of adding on. This is kind of separate, but uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger also said they're developing not one, but a few Star Wars TV series for that upcoming Disney streaming platform that we've been talking about in previous podcasts. Here's his quote. We are developing not just one, but a few Star Wars series specifically for the Disney direct to consumer app. We've mentioned that we we've mentioned that and we are very close to being able to reveal at least one of the entities that is developing that for us. Because that deal isn't completely closed, we can't be specific about that. I think you'll find the level of talent on that television front will be rather significant as well. So that is very, very intriguing as well. So we got looking looking forward. We have the, the finale of the episodic uh, Skywalker Saga, Episode 9, coming next year. 
We have these spinoffs. Solo coming this summer. I, I've read, I've read some things where it's confirmed, but we have rumored Boba Fett. We have rumored Kenobi. We have rumored every Star least, Wars character ever. Yeah, I mean, I've heard Yoda. I've heard Jabba the Hutt. Like crazy shit. And now we're now we also um, got the Rian Johnson trilogy, which we have know nothing about. It's been reported that he pitched them not even a story, just an idea, which is crazy. And now we got the Game of Thrones guys. So just Star Wars on Star Wars on Star Wars. And I didn't even mention the TV series on the platform on the streaming platform. So they're definitely milking this thing. I don't know how I feel about it. I love Star Wars, but I don't want it to become so oversaturated that I'm tired of it. Um, so let's let's break this down a little bit. So what what do you want to see here? Let's make some bold predictions and speculate a little bit on the series of movies, Rian Johnson, the Game of Thrones dudes, and the TV series. So, I mean, is there a specific area you want them to touch on that you know of like let's say old republic i i personally think old republic would be really cool do you know anything about the old republic i mean a little bit yeah. so basically to my understanding it's basically before the skywalker and everything it's basically when like the sith and the jedi are like at war and it's like the beginning time right. of star wars um and i know they have like all these theories and characters they may come to light in the uh Clone Wars animated series. I'm not sure about that, but I know, like in the books, I know that like there are characters from the Old Republic, and there's also that video game on Xbox that came out years ago. But a lot of people want to see the Old Republic. I think it'd be dope as hell. Um, I mean, anytime you have Jedi and Sith, I think would be cool. Um, whether they do it in a movie aspect or a TV series, that's up for debate. That's really the only thing like I can think of like, ooh, I really would love to see that that I already know about. Obviously, they're going to cover new ground, like stuff we don't know about. Maybe they'll touch on the broom boy from The Last Jedi. Uh, but is there anything like really specific like you like you want to see? Right. So so let me kind of just... Sorry, I, I threw a lot there. Yeah, but no, yeah. I know. So I, I, there's a lot of things I want to attack here. Yeah. First for me, I like the Old Republic idea. And I could see the, the Game of Thrones guys doing really good at that okay so if you give them three movies to focus on the old yeah. republic i think they could kill it mm -hmm. it could be dark it Hell could yeah. be violent mm -hmm. i think that would they would thrive in that i think for me what i think rian johnson is gonna do or ryan however the hell yeah. you say his we name, never know we go back and yeah. forth <laughs> i i think he's gonna do something completely different where it's just gonna be a, a lot of new characters that we have no idea who yeah. they are um and he's gonna create his own story and that's okay because he's a very creative unique kind of guy so i think that's kind of the role he could thrive in but i also think that's good for star wars right i do too you expand know? the universe yeah. um give us more than just jedi and, yeah skywalkers and, and bad guys yeah so so i could so those are kind of where i could see those going mm -hmm. as far as i i think you started to touch on it is kind of the oversaturation of star wars mm -hmm. i to some extent, I see it, but to some others, I don't. Because you're not continuing the Skywalker story. Yeah. So that saturation won't be there. Um, the TV shows are, aren't are for the same audience that, you know, loves the Skywalker movies. Those do better. You know, like the animated series do really well amongst kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you gear one towards older people. You know, yeah. they can be targeted more 
and to different audiences, right. niche audiences. Right, and they don't have to tie in at all to any of the new movies. Yeah. So, Or they could just provide a supplement to the movies that you don't really need to know yeah. about to watch the movies. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it from that aspect as an oversaturation. Um, now, if they keep saying, like, oh, we're going to give J.J. Abrams his own three yeah. movies and this guy three movies, mm-hmm. you know, then it becomes it starts to feel that way. Um, but Star Wars is Star Wars. You put that name on it, it's going to sell. So, of course, they're going to do it. I mean, and Disney's, we've already talked about it a lot, releasing their own, you know, streaming app. So, of course, Star Wars is their biggest seller. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're going to have a ton of Star Wars content on there. And why wouldn't they? And as a Star Wars fan, I want it. I want it all. Oh, hell yeah. Bring it to me. I I think I'm going to get the fucking app. (laughs) I won't lie to you. But uh, here's my biggest question. So, I I think about it in kind of terms of Marvel because they have uh, Marvel shows on Netflix and the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the movies. So, obviously, like... Daredevil is super cool. Jessica Jones is just okay. You got the Defenders. You got Punisher, which I loved. Like, is it going to kind of be like that where we get maybe like the Jedi and the Sith in the movies and then we get more kind of Rogue One vibes where it's kind of street level on on TV? Like, that would be like the supplementation you know what I mean? to what I yeah. said. Where yeah. maybe it's a cool character, but it's not cool enough to do a whole trilogy around. You know, mm-hmm. again going to be for different audiences. Yeah. The hardcore Star Wars fans are going to want to watch the TV shows. And where the hell is the broom boy going to end up? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I think Marvel's kind of the blueprint for this. Yeah. I think they've done everything exactly right where, you know, maybe it's a cool character and they do really well in the TV show, but they're not going to add value to the cinematic version. That's where the TV show is going to mm-hmm. come in. You know, so, again, I, I think... It, it all de- depends on how they do it and the quality of what they yeah. do, and if and it's Star Wars. So the, I mean, it, everything's yeah. been very very high except for maybe the prequels, yeah. um, and it's it sells really well. So, I mean, Here, to me, it's a no brainer. I I truly think this um, Han Solo, it's going to be a big deal because a lot. I, f- I feel like a lot is riding on Han Solo. For the spinoffs moving forward. I know he said that uh, about Rogue One. Rogue One, to me, was kind of a... not an a exper- half of an episode. <laughs> well, yeah. But it was kind of an experiment in a way because it was kind of more of like a premise that they further explored. Like, obviously, we knew the, what the outcome was going to be. Right. Um, now, with the Han Solo, it is a beloved character that right. they're focusing on. So it's completely different. Um before we got the trailers, and we're going to break down the trailers here in a minute, but uh, we thought we were kind of get, going to get like a comedic vibe. Um, we didn't get that, honestly. And at we'll, least in the preview. At least in the preview. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, So I think the whether or not that does well is going to be big for these character spinoffs moving forward. Because you got um, Boba Fett on the docket. You got maybe Yoda. You got Jabba Fett. You got all these... Um, Star Wars geeks that are like, oh, I want you to do this guy. I want you to do this, this, this. So if the, if Han Solo is successful, I think we get these for a while, yeah, which I'm happy, that. which right. I'm okay with, which right. I'm okay with. But I, I just think a lot is riding on that Han Solo, and uh, we'll see in May. Um, all right, let's go back to the Game of Thrones dudes for a minute. Based on Game of Thrones, a um, lot of sex, a lot of nudity, a lot of violence, a lot of gore, a lot of blood. 
do you think Lucasfilm and Disney would allow these showrunners to create an edgier set of Star Wars movies? So not saying rated R, right. but do you think we'll see blood? Do you think we'll see sex? Do you think we'll get an edgier Star Wars? I don't think Star Wars will ever resort to the sex, the nudity aspect. Okay. Because that's not who they are. That's not what they've ever done. Do you think we'll get you a rated R Star Wars s- ever? I don't know. Maybe one day. I don't foresee it. Yeah. It'd be weird. It would. I'd be here for it, though. No, yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> but I love rated our shit. But, but what Star Wars is about is looping generations together. They're not going to just be like, okay, everybody under 18, which a lot of people under 18 love Star Wars. They're not just going to, you know, yeah. abandon them. Yeah. So I... I don't really see them going rated R. I do think they'll go darker. They'll keep pushing the envelope Mm -hmm. like Rogue One did, Mm -hmm. even to some extent what Episode 8 did. They're going to continue to get darker and darker, um, and they're going to see how successful those can be. And they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna give a lot of leeway to these guys if, if they can produce the quality content yeah. that is required of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but as far as like nudity and stuff, I don't see that. Or no, like, like I don't like, think nudity. Like but even to an extent, I don't see them letting them cuss a ton. You yeah. Know? That's just not the Star Wars way. I agree. I'm gonna kind of disagree with you a little bit. I. I'm not saying it's going to be the Game of Thrones dudes that are going to do it, but I I think one day you'll see a rated R Star Wars movie. And here's why. I think about it in terms of Deadpool, in terms of this upcoming Venom movie. Like, you've done so much, you can only break more ground when you've done so much. And on the docket, they have a lot going on. And I think it's probably going to be successful. And if it is successful, I think they break new ground eventually. And so that's why I think eventually they're going to see a rated R one. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but like the counter argument to that would be the Star Wars universe as we know it is so small mm-hmm. compared to as big as it can be. They don't have to necessarily go darker and edgier and, and, and more rated R rather than just keep expanding the damn universe. You're right. I mean, I, I yeah, I totally see that. I just I think down the line eventually like they're gonna say fuck it and be like we'll give you a a rated r1 i'd I'd be here for it i would be here for it too i'm always down for edgier and darker um we talked about the oversaturation the content um they're gonna milk this thing for everything it's worth and i'm here for it it's worth a lot yeah exactly all right let's uh stick on the star wars solo a star wars story the rollout began in the super bowl we got a mini teaser the next day, we got a full trailer, and we got some character posters. Uh, so before the trailer dropped, we had some skepticism. I personally did. Um, you know, a, a bunch of reshoots. The director Changing gets director, fired. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of skepticism going on. Um, so what do you think after the trailer? Yeah, and not to mention that they didn't drop anything until yeah. three I months mean, before and, the day and the whole the whole reveal of the name of the movie like they 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 made it a big deal to keep it under locks the name of the movie right. and then it's just fucking solo right so that was kind of anticlimactic but yeah what, what do you think about this i was so it was kind of it was mixed so the first the teaser during the super bowl got me unbelievably hyped oh, hell i was yeah. like it was okay awesome. this is gonna be a lot better than i thought but then the full release of the trailer was kind of disappointing in the sense with in how regard good it was the, the teaser, same right right yeah with how good the teaser was yeah they didn't add anything else except for like a few more yeah tiny I think they may have shots. I don't want to say messed up but they pro- I would have probably if I were rolling this out I probably would have waited like a week or two 
build yeah, the anticipation. I agree. And I, I would you know what I mean? And it would have been something just completely different. Yeah. Different stuff. Like, why show Lando again in the full one, you know? Yeah. Have Lando do something in the full one. Yeah, for real. You know? So, I'm so pumped for uh, yeah, Donald Glover as Lando. Incredible as yeah, Lando. it's going to be cool. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. And then, like, still not really showing Han, the young Han's face or anything like that. Yeah, so they, they barely showed his face in the teaser teaser. Yeah. We saw a little bit more of him in bit. the, the in trailer. the full trailer. Um, we got character posters. E uh, Entertainment Weekly actually put out a bunch of still images where you can go see some exclusive still shots of the movie. Uh, I haven't seen all of them, but what I did see looked very cool. Um, like I, we, we kind of touched on it in the last little tidbit, but uh, the comedic tone. So obviously Han Solo in the originals was kind of a... He was a smart ass. He was a smart ass. So obviously we're thinking like we're going to get some comedic tone to this movie. But when the teaser and the trailer dropped, it seemed a lot like Rogue One vibes. Absolutely. Which kind of threw me a little bit. Mine but too. I mean, I, I don't hate that. No, I'm, I'm fine with I it. I was very surprised. It kind of sounds like they're going to go with a story that he was they were like training him to be like a rebel pilot mm-hmm. and like end up kicking him out or something, yeah. you know. That's because a, he that's like a weird, lashed out. Right. That's a weird angle to take. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of Woody Harrelson is going to get this crew right. and they're going to have to go on some adventure. Right. That kind of seems like a the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. So so it does have a lot of Rogue One vibes. And I think that's a good thing because Rogue One was so successful oh, yeah. and it was so, so good. Dude, uh, hot take, but it was one of the best oh, Star Wars absolutely. movies in my I, mind. I, it yeah, did exactly I, what you wanted it to. Right. I agree. And yeah. I think we've giving it the praise it deserves um so i think they're piggybacking off that and i'm here for it i mean if it works it works keep it hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah um one question i will say i will say this is all going to depend on how this dude portrays han solo oh yeah because even if the story is gonna be loved or hated right even if the story is great the writing's great if he doesn't deliver it like a like we would expect a harrison ford to Mm -hmm. which newsflash no chance he's going to, because yeah. that's a hard thing to do. Harrison Ford was perfect as Han yeah. Solo, but it did come out recently that Han Solo, or not Han Solo, uh, Harrison Ford did guide him did to it. Good. Yeah. So, so, so it's that that poor kid has a lot on his shoulders. Oh, he has a lot living up to. He's him. got to deliver, otherwise this movie is going yeah. to be hated. One thing that does give it a little bit more hope than I I would have said if this part wasn't in the teaser or trailer. I think it was the full trailer. But uh, at the end there, when they're all in the Millennium Falcon and they're riding, and he said he makes some comment like, "I thought we were in trouble, yeah. but we're okay, yeah. we're okay." And they're all like, "No!" Yeah. I thought that was like, "All right, that's that's Han Solo would yeah. say something like that." You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I'm very interested here. Uh, this he can't qu- be too serious, but he can't be too funny. Exactly. He's got to be able to walk the line. It has a to be line to walk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the Millennium Falcon looked a little bit different. Had I some know blue why. on it. Do you? Because it's clean. Huh. Because it's, because I, I it's think new. It's, one of the new, it's a new ship at the time. Okay. It's clean. So the, used blue, to a, the blue rubbed off right, in the old ones. We're used to the old, rugged, yeah. beat up. Been in battle, taking shots. So I Millennium saw, Falcon. I saw one headline. I didn't read it because I, I like to be informed, but I also like to be like surprised when it comes to Star Wars. Just be a little ignorant. Yeah, it's called, exa- you know? exactly. Exactly. Yep. 
But I saw some headline that said the new Millennium Falcon uh, reveals a major plot hole. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I didn't even read it because I don't even want to know. But I don't know. So I wanted to bring that up. But yeah, obviously, it's probably newer and cleaner. That makes sense. Um, but the plot hole thing, weird. Uh, Amelia Clark, my girl Khaleesi <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Brandon's, that was a terrible whistle. Brandon's 2016 um, breakout oh, really? person of the year for 2017. Okay, that might have been like our first our, like podcast back at your place. Yeah, that one was, of them. That was our end of the year 2016 huh. show. Okay, she good was to my know. Breakout. She's smoking hot. Um, it, the character posters dropped, and her name is like it's Q apostrophe R E. So. Kiri, 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 yeah, I don't know, but Kirig, Kirig, <laughs> yeah, no, but um, I'm very interested to see what her character is and who she is. Really, it looks like I don't want to say a love interest with um, Han Maybe. Solo, but is is she Leia before Leia? Like, Maybe. I don't know. We're gonna learn. Um, do you think she has any connection to the episodic movies? It's though? tough to tell. Yeah, you, uh, you just never know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They Star Wars does a good job of always throwing curveballs at you. Right. You know what would be a cool character to see is like Greedo. Yeah. Or like uh, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. I could definitely see it. Right. Yeah. I think those cool. would be some Jabba cool. the Hutt would be... I could see Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Because you can do that with kind of CGI. I mean, right. obviously you could do it with Greedo too, but um, really above everything, I'm excited for Lando. Donald oh, yeah, Glover absolutely. as Lando absolutely. is going to be dope as hell. They're going to be friends like they were before the beef happened. Yeah. There was a little beef, little yeah, beef, so but then they they made up. They made up. They did make up. It'll be yeah. It there's just so many possibilities with yeah. this. It, it, it's going to be you're going to see the creativeness of Star Wars, and like we always say it before every Star Wars movies. Uh, no matter how much you predict or even read, you're never going to know. They're going to throw you for so oh, many yeah. different loops. That you'll never actually know what's going to happen. Exactly. Uh, Which and, is why you this, love it. Right. And this movie is going to be that times 10. Oh, yeah. I mean, because they could bring back hundreds of characters. They could bring back none. Yeah. I mean, you never know. It's yep. just it's going to be remarkable. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I'm so glad, like, it's not December. It's May. So we don't have I a know. shit ton to wait. You know I what know. I mean? So. It'll be interesting, though. I'm still confused by the whole rollout. Yeah, uh, to me it's weird that you wait till three months before the movie drops to give any sort of hint. Hint. Yeah. Um, so then what? So do you are you going to drop another one in a month? Like, yeah. like is that it? Yeah. You know, it's I don't know just because the trailer itself was only like a minute forty. Right. And normally, and like real trailers are like part. two minutes right. at least. And it didn't really show anything. Yeah. A lot of it was just showing the different characters. I'm trying to think. Maybe maybe one. When does Avengers come out? Is it May? I don't know. Okay. I think that sounds right. Yeah. So I was going to say maybe they'll maybe they'll attach a new trailer to a, like a Marvel movie, but obviously they wouldn't do that if it's uh, – I think it might be same weekend. I don't fucking know. Uh, but, yeah, maybe they'll come out with a new one. Who knows? It'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some Venom teaser. This just dropped today. I just showed you this before the uh, podcast. I thought this teaser was super intense. I see a lot of polar polarization on the social medias. Um, a lot of people didn't like it because we didn't actually see Venom, Tom Hardy as Venom in the trailer. Just Tom Hardy. It was just Tom Hardy. But I think that kind of made it 
more intense. You know what I mean? I'm all, I like the the mystique and the maintain the mystery mantra. So I think it's going to be a more shock and awe when we actually see this movie. Um, so yeah, like I said, Tom Hardy, we didn't actually get to see him as Venom. But I think this dude is the perfect fit for this movie. Like the teaser, he had the voiceover in it. Um, that got me hype. And then him at the end when he's spazzing out, it looks like they're doing an experiment on him. This shit looked intense. And it's rated R. Hey, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, what do you, what do you I think? Mean, it, I don't know a lot about Venom. To yeah. uh, So know, he's a Spider-Man any, right, villain. Right. And this is said to kind of kick off kind of a Spider-Man, like, because Sony owns Spider-Man. Right. This is said to kick off kind of its own Spider-Man universe. So with the Tim, so Tom Tim. Well, Tim, Tom, I don't. I can't remember if Hiddleston. I just. Yeah, it's Tom Holland. Tom. Oh, Holland. Uh, Hiddleston is. Uh, yeah, that's Loki. That's Loki. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I. I know I talked about it on a pop culture dinner tray. I don't know if we talked about it on a podcast. So, um, it came out, and this dude, who honestly I don't know how he's connected to Marvel or Spider Man in any way, but he gave an interview to collider which is a movie website and he basically said tom holland will be in this movie like he's not a producer he's not a director he's not even attached to the movie in any way i don't think it's not like we're getting another like our 18th spider-man in five years no so so he he thinks that tom holland spider-man will show up in this movie but just making sure the expanded universe isn't going to be like Oh, we're going to introduce a whole new Spider-Man. But here's the thing. So Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney and and, and uh, Marvel and everything, he's, he's personally said that he's not going to be in this movie, not even as a cameo. But then we got reports of this guy saying, yes, he will be. There's no way he's not going to be in this. So I personally would love to see him. I think, I think connections make superhero movies well, that's better. what makes Marvel so great Yeah, all of the different cameos exactly. and connections. But the weird part is this one's rated R. It's going to be it's going to be focused on a villain. You know, maybe he fights um, Spider-Man. I've heard rumors that Carnage, who is another iconic Spider-Man character, is going to be in this movie. Um, so maybe like him and Carnage, I don't know, they team up or they're beefing and Spider-Man comes in like just I think it'd be cool, even as a cameo, bring him in. Yeah. Um, so I think that'd be cool. But this this has been said to kind of kick off the Spider-Man Sony universe. Okay. So uh, there's I a th- could see like at the very end, maybe he like like a post credit scene. Sees like Spider Man and yeah. he's like, All right, I'm gonna fucking kill him. That'd be that'd be crazy. Um and there's a there's a villain squad specifically with Spider Man called the Sinister Stick Six. Sinister Six, I can't say that. But uh, you got Green Goblin, you got Sandman, you got all all the the characters right, you've right. seen throughout the multiple Spider Man movies. Basically, they're in the Sinister Six. Um, so maybe we get more of that as Sony builds and moves forward. Right. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, Tom Hardy, I think, will be a dope ass villain. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see. Um, just because for all of the superhero movies we get, we've yet to see many standalone villain movies. Oh yeah, I, I, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. Really, Catwoman, Holly Perry. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. I know. No, I uh, I can't really think of one. I'm trying to. So think. I mean, this is another way to expand superheroes. Yeah. Um, for some people to drag out superhero movies. Yeah. 
Um, but but it's an interesting twist. It's a good twist. Uh, I think you know you talked about how important Solo is for those spinoffs. I think for villain this moving forward, movies, this yeah. is this is a big one. Oh yeah, um, and, and the Hardy, fact it's rated R, right? Tom yeah. Hardy absolutely seems like a slam dunk for that role. Yeah, Tom Hardy's a G. All right, moving on. You you said you had something to say about this yeah. one. The Deadpool two trailer dropped. It was said that it was going to be attached to Black Panther. It came out uh, a week or so before then. Uh, this trailer really showcased Josh Brolin's portrayal of Cable, the villain of this movie. Um, yeah, so you can go ahead and we yeah, can talk so about like it later. But Josh what do you Brolin think about this? is exactly what I wanted to talk okay. about. Why is he the villain? Like, why would you pick the guy that's going to be Thanos? Thanos? Yeah. There's that doesn't make sense to it's me. It's weird. It is weird. Because now you're going to show a superhero be, movie They're going to be coming out around the same time. Right. That's going to be the weird he's part. Gonna, people are going to see him as this villain, and then they're going to be like, okay, now he's yeah. Thanos. I honestly, if though. If he doesn't do a good job as a villain in this movie, people are going to be like, how the hell is he going to be? Honestly, though. Th- you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I, it, I feel it you. It just seems messy. It seems like it should have been like Ron Perlman or something, the guy who did uh, Hellboy. You know? Okay. Like, that's who I thought it was at first. Okay. And then I was like, that to me just seems messy. It doesn't. I don't like it. I don't, I, I don't, I feel like, you. I don't like when you repeat actors yeah. for. It's the same universe. Different like, roles, you know? Yeah. The, the thing I would go r- rebut with that is I don't think you're going to see Thanos and think Josh Brolin. He's he's going to be so made up and CGI'd. I don't think you're going to know but him. You're going to hear the voice. But yeah, it, uh, it know, is. I mean, but I think you're going to th- see Thanos and you're going to see Thanos. Right. With this, you're, you may it's see Josh some Josh Brolin. Brolin. Right. But I do get that it is messy. And they, it just seems the weird. The me. weirdest part is they come out at the same time. Right. If one came out in December and one came out in the summer, I would be like, okay, it's a little. Right. It's okay. And it's. But like, I see what you. I definitely see what you're saying. First of all, and like, it's not like he's a famous bad guy. You know, he's not Alan Rickman. He's Josh Brolin. For the most part, he plays like weird shooter roles. Like. Mm-hmm. He's not. He doesn't. When I see him, I don't. It doesn't scream villain. Okay. So for him to be casted as a villain in two of like the bigger movies coming out this year, who do you? Who are you more excited for, Thanos or Cable? It's got to be. Well, I mean, obviously Thanos. I know. <laughs> been building to that. And who so. knows? May, maybe Cable is not a villain. I don't, right, I don't know. I don't know. And know. also, like, we can talk about this preview, obviously, but like the whole like he's like playing with like puppets and shit. That's what that's what makes Deadpool Deadpool. Though. I know, but they're supposed to br- he's, they're supposed to break the rules. That's just, that's what makes Deadpool Deadpool. It, I like that part. I didn't. I didn't really care for it. like. But you didn't he, like the Toy Story. <laughs> no, I thought like, it was funny when funny I, I forget what he said, but he looks like what he say like that's bad writing or something. Yeah, like that's funny. That's yeah. Deadpool. To he look he looks uh, breaks the fourth wall and right. said that's just sloppy handwriting. <laughs> yeah, or that's, that's that's lazy. Sloppy, yeah, yeah, lazy writing. Or something. <laughs> you know, so like that part is Deadpool to me. But like the puppet thing didn't really. I don't think you'll see the puppet match. thing in the movie. I think I that was just for the I trailer. Know. It, but it just it's kind of like it wasn't. Did you ever see that Bob Ross? Uh, not even really a teaser. It was just like a promo piece. So. Deadpool, do you know who Bob Ross is? I don't know. It's the painter, and he he did a bunch of those videos, and he always got like high and shit, and uh, he was painting. So Deadpool did like he dressed up as Bob Ross, and he's talking shit. I I did see that. Yeah, 
that's just that's just Deadpool. He likes. I the, guess. He's a just, smart ass. He you know breaks the rule. I think the whole thing of that is like Deadpool movies break the rules. Right. Like you got the fourth wall and breaks. It makes, it makes sense. It just. I didn't really. You're just, you're just not. You're I'm not, no, I'm not a huge. You're Deadpool not a Deadpool fan. like guy. The first one, right? Right. Yeah. No, I'm not. I think it's okay. It's just it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just with the whole Josh Brolin thing and then the puppets, I was I was very underwhelmed. Okay. As a whole. All right. I, I I'm just kind of skeptical. Like not that I think it's going to be a shitty or anything like that. I just think that like it could hurt them. It, like if, if he sucks as a bad guy, I'm sorry, but there's no way I'm going to be like. Okay, he's gonna okay, then turn around and be fucking Darth Vader. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they want Thanos to be Darth I know, Vader. That's generation. their thing. So like, I, I'm just confused. I don't know. I don't. I, that's I don't fair. Like it. That's that's fair. Um, I I don't know. But May- take it away. You're you're the Deadpool guy. Take it away. No, I, tell I, me your thoughts. I thought the dead. I thought this Deadpool trailer did what it needed to. I was funny. There was action. Um, I'm excited to see the. I don't know her name, but uh, she. Is the girl in uh, Atlanta, the TV show with Childish Gambino. Uh, she's in this. Uh, I'm just excited to see all the different roles. I think there's a, if you look at a still shot, Terry Crews is in this movie. Um, so there's a, a lot that seems like there's going to be going on. Um, you also, know, I'm just not a fan of the way Ryan Reynolds looks like as, like, as without his like, suit on. Oh yeah, this is very. Th- it's just disturbing. Well, I think it's supposed to be. I know, but yeah, it's just disturbing. But yeah, um, I think he's perfect for Deadpool. No, I do though. too. I do he's too. He's a smart ass. He's I do too. Funny, witty. Uh, it's just perfect. Like, go back to that. He was terrible in Green Lantern. You're right, and they, and they made fun of it. it. You know, so don't make me. Don't make the suit green yeah. or animated. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, just I mean, Deadpool takes a lot of chances in the sense that who else would have been like yeah okay let's get ryan reynolds back mm-hmm. or you know who else would be like okay let's take a villain from probably going to be the most popular movie of the year and make him our villain you mm-hmm. know so it's just i don't know i don't know originally I, and here this might be another little caveat to throw in but um what was i just about to say uh yeah deadpool got actually pushed up so it was supposed to re- release in june now it's releasing in may I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Let's let's just say this. So if it did release in June, would that be a little bit better for you? Not really. It's okay. still around the same time. Okay. All right. But what if you see Thanos before you see Cable? Well, then I'd probably be disappointed in Cable. You're probably right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Fair enough. Um, we got an Avengers teaser. We, I mean, we didn't really learn no, anything new. It was, it was only like much, a 30-second yeah, promo. Much. We've it just got. got you more. It just gets you yeah. more hype. I mean, it's going to be crazy. We'll talk about Avengers as it gets closer. Yeah, for sure. Um, here's another thing. I don't know if you saw this today. Joaquin yes. Phoenix is reportedly in talks to play the Joker in the Todd Phillips standalone movie. Leo DiCaprio was originally rumored to start with Martin Scorsese as the producer. Do you think Joaquin Phoenix would be a good fit? I do. He kind of has that like dark kind of mm-hmm. slower like he I, I think I think he'll be good for it yeah I think with this though I think they want it to be like a young joker so would maybe this maybe this sets up as like a flashback like you're yeah, gonna get a young joker and then you, kind of an odd choice and yeah if you're going with Joaquin Phoenix yeah that's why I was kind of confused with it but I don't know I never saw anything if Martin Scorsese is still attached or if he isn't um, if he is 
do you make this movie rated R? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I would make any Joker movie rated R. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Especially if you're going to try. I mean, everybody's going to compare him to Heath Ledger. Yeah. So I mean, you're. You so gotta, I feel like you got to go rated R. Yeah, it's going to be it. it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, let let's say let's compare this. Would you rather have Walking Phoenix or Leo DiCaprio? I feel like Leo DiCaprio. I love Leo DiCaprio. Everything right. he does, but to see him as a Joker, that's that's a tough role, especially right. with Heath Ledger. I, I mean, not the last one, but I think the it's I think one. it's universally known that Heath Ledger was a better Joker than uh, what's the dude's Jared name? Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah. So, I mean. And the fact or, that that's messy. Or, so, you could have Leo, Joaquin Phoenix, or Josh Brolin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Josh Brolin as the Joker. <laughs> That'd be so fucking weird. Oh, God. Throw that in there. That was, that was good. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather have... I, I love Leo, but that's I, that to me doesn't seem like yeah, his kind yeah, of role. I totally agree. I think I think the Scarsese connection was that. Yeah. That's why that rumor sparked... Um, yeah, but I'm here for it. I I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm here for the messiness of Jared Leto being separate than this one. Yeah, that'll be weird. Typical. We, we, we talk about it all the time, yeah. but DC is in Jeez. going. It's rough. It's tough. You know, by 2020 they'll have, be on their third Batman and fourth Joker. Yeah, when, and whereas <laughs> the DC, on yeah. the other hand, Marvel is celebrating all the year the tenth. Uh, yeah. The tenth year of doing it. Did you see that picture? Yeah, they that said, was dope. Fucking awesome. Um, pretty cool. All right. Uh, I, I wanted to throw this in there because I, I feel like you'd have something to say with this. Um, I saw this little tidbit of news. The Passion of the Christ sequel called The, Re- the Re- Resurrection is now in the works. Is this something that would interest you? Is I've never even seen Passion of the haven't? Christ. No. I'm sure it's very good. I mean, I'm, a, I'm Catholic, and I'm right. sure I would appreciate it. It's, just, it'd be weird. It's a lot. It's a lot to watch. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's very. It's a very bloody depiction of it, which, good or bad, I mean, up to you. Yeah, um, it's hard to watch. It's not something it, you're not just gonna be like, "Hey, Friday night, let's fucking pop yeah. in Passion of the yeah. Christ." Uh, it's a hard watch. I I don't know. Uh, it was so bloody and gory, kind of. And I don't know if Mel Gibson is attached yeah. to this one. Like he he directed the first one. Yeah, but so I, I don't know. I. I I'd probably see it. Just, just probably just once to see, to see it. it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the but resurrection would probably be a little. It would have to it'd be, be less way, gory, right? yeah, yeah, way yeah. different than that one. Right. Sometimes I'd, those movies, are they're hard to do. Um, first off, which Bible version are you going off of? Yeah. You know, you're gonna piss off someone. Ninety percent of the world, anyway. Um, so they're hard to do. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'll it s- was Passion of the Christ universally loved, or I, I think mean, it was it was mixed. Yeah. I mean, some people loved it. A lot of people thought kind of, kind of similar to me that it was a little gory, a little little. It was very bloody, mm-hmm. like very bloody. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to tell. I yeah. will say I watched Passion of the Christ with English subtitles, and it was in whatever the hell they spoke Hebrew or whatever. Oh, really? And that actually made it kind of cool. Really? Yeah, I actually that's the only movie. Is I've that like what subtitles. it normally go is that how is that how it's normally watched or I think that's how they released it. Oh, really? Yeah. And I actually I really did actually enjoy it more that way, which is the only movie I've ever watched in subtitles and enjoyed. Hmm. Um 
and enjoy is a weird word to say. Not yeah, say I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I know what, what you're saying. saying. I know yeah. what you're saying. I don't know. Like, I'll watch it. It's I'll, just something. I'll leave it, I mean, I'll if leave you believe, there. if that's what you believe, I feel like it's something you should watch. Right. With and that's kind of hypocritical <laughs> of me saying I haven't seen it. So but, Jay, you just no, no. Spoiler alert. No, I, I, I need, <laughs> to, I I need to see it. I just yeah. never, I never have. Um, did it? When did it come out? How long it was, has it been? It's been a while. I, Maybe I, when it came out, I was we like, my pretty, mom didn't want yeah, to show me because we it was we too gory. Young. That was another thing. Was a lot of people it was like mm, probably don't. But I know they show it at like churches. Like I'm pretty sure yeah, the I mean, church I go to has shown it before. So I don't know. I'm looking. At, it was 2004. Damn, that's yeah. that's that's hard to th- that's hard to think. Like that's all. That was a long time ago. You know, eleven what I mean? years ago. Yeah, yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. Would be coo- it'd be cool if they did more like other Bible stories, you know, maybe some smaller ones. Yeah, I think that could be cool. I, like, I'm more fascinated by that stuff, you know, the smaller like, stories. Yeah, like uh, this is gonna sound. We don't have to get religious here if you don't no, want I know. to. I mean, it, it's gonna get weird. This is gonna sound weird. We've like the resurrection story, the 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 passion of the Christ story, where you know he's turned in and. They, you know, kill him. They crucify him. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, this is going to sound, it, it's overplayed to some extent. You know, we know it. Mm-hmm. We know it. It's been done a hundred times. Like, kind of expand. Give us more than just, because yeah. then you can make it your own. Yeah. You, you can <clears throat> give people more. I, just anyway, let's move on. I'm, <laughs> un- I'm uncomfortable. I'm sorry to dig a hole for you. No, no it's not that. that I'm digging a hole. It's just... The only the only is, thing you know. I would say to kind of be play devil's advocate, I guess, to this point, so um, is he, he doesn't see it, and then he's going devil's advocate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn, touche. No, no. So um, the kind of exploitation, like when yeah. you think, when you think movies and Hollywood, like I don't want to say like a percentage, but like ninety, it seems like all every movie nowadays is either a remake. Or a sequel or something. It just seems kind of weird that they're making a sequel about this. You know right. what I mean? So it just kind of it, it feels weird that like if it, it just feels like Hollywood's trying to exploit on something so near and dear to so many people, right. which is kind of weird. But I'm, at the same hand, like I had this uh, discussion with my grandma um, talking about like OJ and the Waco uh, TV shows right. and the Versace. She she did not like the OJ series and any series like that because she doesn't like how it exploits a true tragedy. And my rebuttal to that is, like, if I don't know about that, I, I'm learning through watching right. it. And just the fact that they're actors, that's whatever. But, right. You know, so that, that's yeah, my see, rebuttal. I, to me, I prefer true stories. Yeah. I think- no, I love true stories. Because you just learn so much. Exactly. Right. I, I'm I'm in it there for not only the entertainment, because I don't foresee it as like it being exploited. I see it more as I go into a movie to learn something. Right. Now I now that's different for different movies. Like right. I don't go to Star Wars to learn. take a life lesson away yeah. and learn something. Like that's more entertainment. But right. Certainly. Like, I, true, I get. Yeah, I get what you're you know saying. what I mean. Like yeah. when you go to a true story movie, you want to learn something. So that's it for me. Uh. Really briefly, because I know you like Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks will star in a Mr. Rogers biopic. The movie will be called You Are My Friend. Are you interested? I don't know. I don't know either. Mr. Rogers is pretty creepy. But but 
I think Tom like, Hanks. I, I think could that's do a it. perfect role yeah. for him. Like, he'll kill it. It'll be phenomenal. Yeah. I just. I I'm uncommitted at this. I time. think it's based. Nothing like has come out about Mr. Rogers like weird, right? <laughs> I don't. Uh, probably. Okay. Who knows? I don't think he has. Everybody has. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything weird there. <laughs> but I think I think like this movie is a like it's based on like a a journalist and. Uh, interview that he had with mr rogers and kind of that and they're probably it's probably going to be like like the tupac you never saw the tupac movie did you no but it's like it's based on interview and it goes back and forth with like flashbacks and shit i foresee that so it kind of sounds like uh saving mr banks when he played walt disney okay and i haven't seen that but yeah i could see that that. kind of sounds like that okay all right going on to music it's time to rant i'm ready the grammys this is kind of old news. 24 karat magic is Four. the oh, Yeah. Sorry for everybody who had to hear that. No, that was beautiful. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody, <laughs> to hear that. All right, so the Grammys. Um, first, let's talk notable winners. Then I have a bone to pick. I put a lot on here. Trey's a boner. Ooh, yes. Full chub. Full. <laughs> All right, notable winners. Uh, album of the year, 24 karat magic. Um, Bruno basically stole the show, and I will definitely talk about it. Um, Record of the year, 24 Magic by Bruno. Song of the year, that's what I like by Bruno. I like. Um, Not saying I don't like those songs. Yeah, no, we'll get there. But we'll get there. Just keep going. Okay. Uh, Best new artist, Alessia Cara. Shocker. I thought I was shocked because she's been... She's been in the game for a while. Anyway, SZA should have won. Uh, best Urban Contemporary Album, Starboy, The Weeknd. Came uh, out in 2016. And that was crazy because <laughs> that was a packed, a jam-packed uh, category. So I was surprised with that. Best R&B Album, 24 Karat Magic. Best R&B Song, That's What I Like by Bruno. Best R&B Performance, That's What I Like. Bruno Mars, he's still in the show, motherfucker. Best Traditional R&B performance, Redbow, My Childish Gambino, Thank God, Something Different, <laughs> Best Rap Album, Damn by Kendrick Lamar, Best Rap Song, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, Rap Performance, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, Rap Sung, Performance, Loyalty, 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 Loyalty. Hell Yeah, uh, Kendrick and Rihanna, Best Pop Vocal Album, Divide by Ed Sheeran, Best Pop Solo performance. Shape of you. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. My backup man. Uh, Shape of you by Ed Sheeran and best pop duo group performance. Feel it still by Portugal the man. I actually don't know that word. I fucks that song. Fucks with that song. (laughs) (laughs) Trey's got a boner and he's fucking that song. (laughs) Hell yeah, baby. That's the baby making music. No, all right. So my bone to pick. Um, all right. First of all, what what you? <laughs> I, I gotta build. I gotta build this up. What what do you? What do you? Uh, what what you think of the show? What you think of the winners? What? Do you have anything to say before I yeah, go off I, real quick? No, I do. I actually have a rant here if you don't mind. Oh shit! Are you gonna steal my rant? Because no, probably the no, same. No, this is gonna be about something different. All right. Do you boo boo? It's time. Uh, this is time for the the political yep. brain and the I'm, media I'm, to come out. I'm down for it because I got something to add to if you want. I heard people talking about how Kendrick Lamar politicized the Grammys by his performance. And I mean, I and think he is, did, but I was okay with but it. But no, but this is my this is this is where I'm concerned about where we're at if this is being political. When did equality in like the whole Black Lives Move and movement in like 
equal rights and equal treatment mm-hmm. become political. I know. When <laughs> fucking Donald Trump become president like, and divided us. Like, <laughs> that to me is where, like, I really start to question where we're at. As a society. Yes. Because <laughs> if you're saying that... Kendrick Lamar, I'm offended by Kendrick Lamar's performance because he talked about how black people should have equality or even logic uh, talked about how people, everybody should, you know, be treated as equals. And now I think that's political and I want to turn the Grammys off and I'm offended. That's concerning. That's not a left versus right thing. That's like... That's a you problem? That's... That's... <laughs> uh, 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 a white hooded can I just uh, say, kind of problem. Can I just throw something in here? And I, I know you can back me on this. Pol- politics and sports and music and movies, they intertwine. Politics is everywhere. Everybody, we politics all. Politics is in fucking high school sports. Right. Politics Demo- is in the workplace. And here's There's the, politics everywhere. Another thing is. Democracy it thrives off people using their platform. Exactly. And music is probably even more so than cinema is about politics. Yes. I mean, the whole genre of rap uh-huh. was a rebellion against politics. Yes. I mean, it, everything is political. So for them to say, like, this is what I, another I, thing I don't bef- understand. Before you yeah, end, go ahead. I, go I ahead. just want to say, do, do your whatever you guys say, but I have a story to kind of tell you. Okay. So, like, it, for for me, it's why do some people get to say, okay, you're really good at music, but shut up on politics. Yeah. Okay, but... What their, is he supposed music, to fucking talk about? Their music's political. And why doesn't... Why can you go on Twitter and say whatever you want, but he, just because he has a bigger platform and disagrees with you, mm-hmm. can't say what he wants. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are going to say the Hillary Clinton skit was unneeded. And to them, I say, I think you're right. I Although don't, I thought that was funny. It was funny, but like I don't think we really needed to see Hillary Clinton on the <laughs> Grammys. Okay, I agree. Again, not a huge fan of Hillary Clinton sitting here. I promise you. Okay, so like I get that. But another thing, and again, I just like to point out hypocrisy where I see it is, for some reason, Republicans love to call liberals snowflakes, <laughs> but then they can't sit there and watch a music show without getting offended. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's very easily offended nowadays. And like, I I think everybody's kind of soft, but there's certain things that just, you should be able to watch a music show, see Hillary Clinton and not be fucking offended. No Mm -hmm. offense. Yeah. That, that shouldn't offend you. Or you should see a black rapper who came up from fucking nothing in Compton to be a fucking millionaire playing in front of millions of people performing political music about equality and not be fucking offended. Yeah. That is wrong to me. That that's where I get confused as to why people say I don't want politics in my mm. sports. I don't want politics in my Grammys watching. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like sorry they're using their platform for a message that they think is important and, and maybe you disagree with them but that doesn't mean you have to be mm-hmm. offended D- disagreeing and offended are different yeah it, and i'm confused as to when those two things just because you're you disagree with someone you have to be offended by them mm-hmm. and then be like oh i can't watch them like I, that, that to me makes no sense i know i know all right so i have a little story i yeah, want to tell ahead. you so i was uh I, I was eating dinner 
the other day. I, I don't want to like call this dude out, yeah. but um, basically, I I literally just asked another person at the dinner, and I said, I said, what'd you think? Because uh, she likes logic, mm-hmm. and I was like, so what'd you think of his Grammy performance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have I told you this story? Yeah. Okay. But go ahead. Okay. For and the fans. Yeah, <laughs> for the fans, and she liked it because she likes logic. And she said that she liked his speech at the end. Right. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was really good. And <laughs> the dude the dude hopped in the discussion, and he, he basically was like, I hate when – why do they got to make it political? Why do they got to make it political? And I, he specifically said, why do these mu- musicians have to use their platform to talk about politics? And I, I didn't get an argument because I've done this argument multiple <laughs> yeah. times, and I didn't want to argue. It ain't worth it. Sometimes. It's not. It's not worth it sometimes. But I have a platform here, so I'm gonna say. It. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that is what they are supposed to do. What What would you like them to talk about? Would you like them to talk about turning up all the time and having a good time and just being fun, like having fun and, and shit? And That's if, fun. That's right. cool. And if you don't think they they should do that. Don't listen to their music, yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. But to say that, and this, th- and I, I hate to bring this into it too, but this is this is the same discussion as the the football players kneeling. Right. They have this platform, and they're speaking what they feel. It's called First Amendment. Right. <laughs> you know, like they their music, they're choosing to talk about something that is politicized. They're probably not trying to politicize it. They're talking about it because that's what they feel. I, I truly believe that. They're not exploiting the, the exploiting the topic to break their fans in half and one side loves it, the other side hates it. I truly don't think it's meant to be politicized. The artist is speaking their mind and telling you how they feel. The fact that they perform it, I thought was awesome. So the thing what happened at the Logic performance was he said the word shitholes. Because Which Don- was a direct quote from our president of the yeah. United States. Basically, Logic said we. Basically, he was talking to uh, co- like different countries and saying, "You are not shitholes. We will take you in this country. We you love are you." Beautiful. Yeah, it's a great message. Logic is just so genuine. I've met the guy. He's fucking awesome. Like he's a good dude. And this song, the one eight hundred song, the suicide hotline song, changes lives. May not change my life. May not change your life. But someone out there is hurting, and it helps them. Right. And the fact that he's going a step further, and basically he has this platform on the nationally televised Grammys, and he's saying what he wants to say, that I applaud him for that. And whether you agree with the shithole comment or not, like that is what it is. But I, I just I don't I I I like you don't understand. Why do they have to bring politics into it? Why do they have to bring politics into it? I hate when they use their platform. They are supposed to use their platform. It's just, it boggles my mind how divided we've gotten and how, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not the person to have the argument because I just will sit here and say, I don't know. I just don't <laughs> know. I don't know. <laughs> but but I, I just, I don't know what we have to do to come back together because... <laughs> We were found. The thing that like kills me with all this, we were founded on the fact that we're a melting pot. We accept anybody and everybody. America is the best country. We want you to come here. You want to come here. The land of opportunity. Yeah, and and you know, 
it's just it, it blows my mind that people are now like saying you though we don't like you you yes. have to stay you can you know what i mean a really weird place yeah like i don't know I don't know. It, it, I, I really hate it, to bring politics right. into this because I know some people will turn off our podcast, but it intertwines with right. literally everything. You can't get away from it. Right. And to have like a woke conversation and like a educational conversation, it needs to be said right. because we need whether you like this or not to move forward. I feel like we need to talk about right. it. Right. You can't just ignore it because exactly. it's here. And another thing I want to add is. So I don't know if I fully finished my story, but basically I was. Yeah, go ahead. There was no. There's not really more to it. I just, you know, in my this was all in my mind. I didn't argue it. I just (laughs) in my mind. This is what I was saying in my mind. Right. So yeah, that's it. And I I have two things. The hypocrisy again, which I like to point out, was that you musicians shut up, don't speak your voice. But earlier that morning, Donald Trump released three tweets at Jay-Z. Yeah, exactly. So why didn't he stay out of our music? That's a perfect point. You know what I mean? Perfect point. So if he can do it, oh, but the black guy can't. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to race bait or, like, claim racism or anything like that. But but the last point I want to make is it seems like we've gotten to the point where it's, okay, you – I agree with speak up you I disagree with shut up yeah and that is a dangerous road to go if it listen I have a lot of friends who think the exact opposite of me when it comes to politics one of my best friends in the whole world and me and him have had some contentious conversations but at the end of the day politics ain't what makes us best friends Mm -hmm. okay but we're very good friends so I love him to death I'd do anything for him even though we disagree a hundred percent on politics politics is something you participate in it's something you should participate in it's something you should want to be active in and informed on but it should not be your whole life you should not be um oh well you support this person i can't be friends with you i can't talk to you i don't agree with you so shut up like that's the mindset that scares me the Mm -hmm. most and that's that's why I think if you can just have an honest, open conversation, you might not change my mind. I might not change yours. Um, but if we can just talk it out and be like, all right, you know what? We don't agree here, w- but Ealing. we'll move on. Exactly. All right. That's your rant. That, that. I'm going to do my rant. I'm going to try and speed yep, it up a little because I feel like we've been here for a while. But um, Remember, there, We've been gone for two weeks, folks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got we two, s- weeks, of, we, we you got say two weeks to watch this, listen to this six-hour podcast. Yeah. So we, <laughs> say, we say this every time. So, um yeah, so for me, and it, maybe it's because I'm so passionate about my music, and I mean, not to say I'm not passionate about sports or movies, but I love I love music, yeah. um, and the Grammys wanted to be different this year. I, they they nominated. It was the year when um, statistically, rap became the most popular genre of music, and I'm a big hip hop head. I love rap. Um, and I saw, <laughs> I saw it, it, the Grammys wanted to be different. They nominated Jay Z. They nominated Kendrick. They nominated Childish Gambino for album right. of the year. And not even to be different, but to give the respect that that great music exactly the great music that was made exactly. I mean, it was great fucking music. And 
they they just they I, I felt like they wanted to get it right, but then they go and they give Bruno Mars everything. It was just not to not to take anything away from Bruno Mars because the dude makes hits. The dude sings like a G. Like he he makes good music. I like his music, but um, here's an example. Like they gave Song of the Year to that's what I like by Bruno over a song. 1-800 by Logic that literally saves lives and changes lives. I was pissed that they they showed love to a radio hit over a, like a life-changing song. I really thought they were going to show love to that song and to Logic. And then, then you have um, Album of the Year. Whether you give it to Jay-Z or Kendrick or even Childish Gambino, I wasn't the biggest fan of Childish Gambino, but I... Oh, Redbone. I, I yeah, I loved Redbone. I'm or, saying I'm saying oh, album of the year though. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. But uh, awaken my what is it? Awaken yeah, awaken my love. My love. Yeah. I I wasn't the biggest fan of that song. It grew on me a lot. I but I appreciated how different it was and how like envelope pushing it was. Um, really, with me, the Grammys is supposed to be about the fucking art, and it wasn't. They gave they showed love to radio hits. They wanted to be different. They they wanted to show that they wanted to be different with the nominations of the three hip hop and or R and B in the category of album of the year, and then they gave it to the radio friendly right. Bruno Mars. And this is always my not to cut you off. I that's, no, that's going. fine. I mean, that's but the premise of my rant. <laughs> this is it, what they did was they went Oscar noms but Golden Globe winners. Okay. You know what you know what <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah, I feel you know you. what I mean? Where yeah. Golden Globe seems to always be a little more pop corny mm-hmm. versus Oscars, which seems to be more art. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it was weird to see it from that perspective. Yeah, I, t- I, to- I totally agree. I mean, I personally thought that Damn by Kendrick Lamar should have won. Now, I wouldn't have been mad if 444 would have won. But I think either one of those should have won. Even Childish Gambino, I think, was deserving. Um, I think the other nominee was uh, Melodrama by Lord, which I mean, sure, I, I just that really didn't do it for me. But Bruno Mars, I'm pretty sure that album was nine songs, which they had like not three or four out of the songs were like radio hits, which I applaud that. That's cool, but. It's supposed to be about the art. And I say that, like, I don't want to be a hypocrite in, like, with the movie section and the sports, but, like, the Grammys, especially because music is so near and dear to me, like, I want them to get it right because it's the most prestigious award. And they, they're trying so hard. They're trying to nominate the right people, but get the fucking winner right, please. Because. The loss in this is how fucked Kendrick's gotten over the last. Yeah, I mean Kendrick has put classic after classic out, yeah. and he can't he can't win. Macklemore beats him. Macklemore beats him. Know. That was insane. Uh, he they did give him the rap album of the year to for uh, to Pimp Butterfly, which and, a lot of people and for were, damn. Yeah, and damn, but a lot of people were like, "Oh, Iggy's gonna win," or some radio you know single type is gonna win for the when it went ahead against to Pimp Butterfly. So they got damn right, I think. I mean twenty. It, it, it sucked that Jay Z went home empty-handed. Yeah, but um, in his hometown. Yeah, yeah, but uh, 
I don't know. I just, I don't know what you got to do. Here's what I was thinking. Here, here's what I'm thinking. So this is totally like outlandish and crazy, but like, um, I think about it in like, what if they did it this way? What if they had like, you have the Grammys, you have, let's throw in like the MTV awards, or the billboard, the billboards. Sure. Three, three big music categories, maybe the iHeartRadio awards, whatever. Throw in like three or four, let's do three, whatever three you want, big music like trophy nights. You put the same, the same, I, I don't know about the same, but like let's say album of the year, all three of those, and that's supposed to break the tie. If it if they're all different, then it goes like let's say 444 wins for one, Damn wins for one, uh, 24 Karat Magic wins for the other one. Then it goes to a vote, a fan fucking vote to see who has the best album of the year. I don't know if that's what does it, but something like like I feel like I don't know if it's not fair, but like something has to change. Like I want this shit to be right because. Damn was an outstanding album. I could sit here for a full podcast of the same length or longer and break down Damn to you. Like, there's that much layer and that much depth to it and complexity. Like, that's that's the kind of quality that Kendrick Lamar makes in an album. And I think, I think that needs to be recognized. And even with Jay-Z, 13th studio album. And this is probably the most honest, humble, um, you know, just just like genuine he opens up to us vulnerability vulnerability yes 13 studio album and he's making this quality like these people need to be shown love not to say that like radio is dead and like you shouldn't show that love at all because it takes but that's what like it the billboards are for right yeah. like that's what even mtv to some extent i agree iHeartRadio or something right like i i understand it takes talent to make a like should, a, a hit. Right. So you should get recognized for making hits, but I don't think you should be classified as the best for making hits. Yeah. You know, we I, kind I of agree. had this 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 same argument when we were talking about views and you know yeah. does commercial exactly. success, you know, outrate the the art of it. Yeah. You know, and to me it, it doesn't. And the the one thing that I struggle with is man, if damn can't win best album, what rap album can? Exactly. And that's when you start to like, yeah, it's cool that hip hop got all of this love and attention, but what do they got to do to win the damn thing? Exactly. I mean, I mean, there's not much better out there than damn. I mean, yeah. Or even uh, Good Kid, Mad City, or shit. I or even the Pippa to Pippa Butterfly is one of I my mean, favorites. You know, I mean, there's not much better yeah. art than those three albums, and he's yeah. handed and for you, the big category and you can disagree with me on like I'm, I don't listen to music for the art and to like f- the brain power and to learn something but that's the shit I like and I think I truly think in the grand scheme of things that's what's gonna make a dent in hip hop and that's what you're gonna remember down the road like Migos is a fad you're not gonna fucking remember them 20 years from now they're not gonna be you'll remember a song or yeah you won't remember the whole collection you'll remember Bad and Bougie right you will not they will not put a dent into hip hop you're like let's let's say it in this way and this is very niche and dumb but like I am not going to print out an album cover and tape it on my poster wall of Migos because right. down the line 20 years from now they're not going to make that kind of impact whereas Kendrick Lamar I have 3 up on my wall because of how fucking great 
his albums are. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I can say that because I think universally he's loved. Um, if you're a trap rap fan or if you're like a concept, uh, conscious rap fan. Um, I just think the Grammys need to get it right. They need to get their shit together. Um, please, please, please do something and figure out next year. That's that's is End what it rant. is. End of rant. Um, we don't have a ton to talk about in the music, but I do kind of want to break this down. Black Panther album slash soundtrack is coming out tonight slash tomorrow. Really, really excited for this album. I think there's already, what, three songs yeah, out? Yeah, so all the stars with Kendrick and SZA have come out. Um, King's Dead, J-Rock, Kendrick, Future, and James Blake is out. And then the uh, most recent one that has been released is Pray For Me with The Weeknd and Kendrick. Um, that's going to be – I've already heard that on the radio multiple, multiple times. That's going to be a big hit. Really liked it. Reminded me of Starboy, honestly. Um, but this album is jam-packed with uh, dope artists. You have Schoolboy, 2 Chains, Khalid, Sway Lee of Ray Shermard, um, Vin Staples, Georgia Smith, who is uh, an up-and-comer. Look out for her. You have Absol, Anderson Pack. Um, Zakari, who was on Kendrick's album, uh, the song Love. Um, who else do we have on here? Travis Scott has a song with uh, Kendrick. It's just jam-packed with dope people. And uh, it's music, I believe, from the movie and inspired. So um, I wouldn't be surprised at Black Panther if that one um, we didn't hear a little bit from uh, the Grammys. I think he did one that I hadn't heard before. And I feel like we, maybe we'll hear it on here. I'm really excited for this album slash soundtrack, whatever. Um, any specific song on there that you're not specific pumped? song, but just as a whole, that movie. I mean, that thing's gonna be a whole piece of art, just in oh, general. It's gonna be crazy. Have, have you already to, s- to to the actual movie yeah. itself? It, it is cool that they did a soundtrack that's gonna be all you know, like hip hop. Hell yeah. It, 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 I can't wait for that whole movie. And yeah. The soundtrack's just going to make it even better. Definitely. It's, it's going to be incredible. Definitely. Um, yeah. We we are definitely going to see that movie. Um, I'm really excited Absolutely. about it. Uh, yeah. So let's see here. Um, one song that I'm really excited about is obviously the Kendrick and Travis Scott one. But even more than that, Bloody Waters, Absol, Anderson Pack, and James Blake. Woo! I love Anderson Pack. I'm really excited for that one. The Vince Staples one will be cool. There's just a lot going on in this album, and I'm here for it. So um, there's that. And then here's another thing I wanted to briefly briefly talk about. Kind of dips over into sports a little bit, but Bruno Mars said he wants to curate the 2019 Atlanta Super Bowl halftime show. So next year the Super Bowl is in Atlanta. Um, he said Outcast. T.I., Gucci Mane, Lil Jon, Jeezy, Jermaine Dupri, just to name a few. It would be the best party TV has ever seen. Do, what's your take on this? I mean, do you think the NFL would even allow something like that? Would it be something that you'd be interested in? What do you think? I'd be interested, uh, depending on I, – I think if you get too many, it might Dilute be a the quality. Show, yeah, uh, but it, it could be really freaking cool. Uh, and Atlanta's the perfect city for that to celebrate hip hop right. yeah. so it'd be cool uh, it'd also be hard uh, just because a lot of those guys are going to have to edit a lot of stuff out true um, when there's some unpredictability I think <laughs> that that first one he said outcast I think they're the most marketable because they have the old hits the hey ya, the the Shake big it. roses 
Um, they, Miss Jackson. Miss Jackson. Yeah, they have they have iconic songs, and uh, maybe we can get some new shit. Hopefully. That'd be dope. Uh, yeah, I I would love to see this. Partly because I'm a huge fan of hip hop. I don't know. Is Bruno Mars from Atlanta? Yeah, I, I don't know why the hell he said it or why he had yeah, a say know. in it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm here for it. Do I think the NFL will allow it? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. But um, they're the no fun league sometimes. So that's probably my take on that. But uh, we will see until next year. But uh, that's the podcast. It was a long one. Thank you for sticking with us. We had a lot to say. Um, like I said, we go two weeks in between, and uh, a shit ton happened within these two weeks. So it's going to be a little bit longer, but it was fun, and we uh, we did what we had to do. Uh, please don't forget to vote in the poll. We are really trying to get more eyes and ears. We want more people to vote. We want Brandon to win a couple, you know, okay. once in a while. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Once I get the that Russian bot operation going. <laughs> That's right. I have four burner accounts. <laughs> um, Kevin Durant over here. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, please, please uh, vote in the poll. Share it with your friends. Um, share the podcast. Share the videos that we put out. We're really a lot more unfiltered cinematics yes. coming soon. Yeah, so we both got uh, our movie passes. Yes. I have used mine. I went to go see Den of Thieves. Um, I th- is, is Black Panther probably going to be the first one you'll use it on? Comes out next Man, week. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so... I, we definitely are going to go see that one. When we're, we'll see it is up for question. But uh, be on the lookout for that. We're going to see a lot more movies this year, um, whether it'll be like a solo um, unfiltered cinematics with just me, just Brandon, or the two of us. We're going to see a lot more movies, a lot more reviews, um, part, and partly because we want to see it, but we also want at the end of the year in our uh, top ten list, we want to be able to see more movies. Um so there's that. Um, again, I've been teasing this for a long, long time. I'm working on a documentary. It's in the process. Um, I want to say it's going to be out 2018, but the more and more I work on it, the more and more I see it's a, it's going to be a process. So uh, hopefully that comes out by the end of the year. But just know I'm working on it quietly. Um, really excited for the rollout of that. Just a lot more video, a lot more podcasts, a lot more content. I'm hoping to write a little bit more on the blog. Just it's going to be a good year, and I'm excited. So oh, yeah. All right. Uh, this is Are You Entertained, your one-stop shop for music, movies, TV, and sports. I'm Trey Lesio, the dawn of entertainment, alongside my homie, my consigliere, Brandon Ogden, and we will be back for more. Stay safe. <laughs>